Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Lo siento. Actually, I'm not sorry. Last week was, I was fine with last week, and it went up mm. at a decent time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. This week, uh, I mean, this week we watched. Uh, this was Laugh Man's week. Yeah. Laugh Man's been pushing for Starship Troopers. And we watched For it. 30 episodes, it feels like. So, super fan Alan. And just to be go, clear. Go pop down on the gray, the gray beaches of folly. You know. And, and listen. Bury your, your uh, most recent murder victim. <laughs> Burn your clothes. <laughs> and have your headphones in. And clean up the tarp. <laughs> Get your lie. And, uh, yeah, snuggle up. We do make fun of Charleston, so that's going to sneak it's, up on It's you. really brief. If anything, this was this show was like we made fun of some political stuff. We got Peter Budjiz's name right. Mm-hmm. We watched Starship Troopers and talked about it. I think a fair amount. I think we talked we about did. it a fair we amount. Did. We gave it some attention. Uh, and and then it became a brainstorming session for none other than everyone's favorite TPTO's TPTO's own, own Mick Schmear and Rodney Tahoe a little bit of Rodney a little bit of, excuse me a little bit of Rodney Tahoe listen until the movie gets made these episodes are going to always have a little bit of Mick Schmear brainstorming they have to Schmear storming Schmear storming <laughs> but it, it, listen but you know what our number one I'm fan in, is, a, is in love with Mick Schmear so I mean I don't know if he said in love oh man MMP said in love. Even Perth loves Mick Schmear. Well, good. I know he's going to respond and tell us what situations does he see Mick Schmear getting himself <laughs> into. I want to know, like, if Mick Schmear, like, and you'll hear it in the episode, books the wrong flight, which he would, yeah. thinking he's going to Japan and lands in Perth, Australia. What shenanigans does Mick Schmear get into in Australia? And I know Matt's going to come back with what Mick Schmear would get into. Now, here's what I want to know. they got Komodo dragons over there? <laughs> I know they got big lizards. Well, I got that Komodo dragon tattoo a couple of years back. Looks like my neighbor's cat. <laughs> you can't really tell. <laughs> but, you know, Matt, M&P is going to handle that. I I know some of you fuckers love Mick Schmear. <laughs> Burke's come to me, superfan Burke's telling me he loves Mick Schmear. What kind of Schmear, when, if Schmear... Fucking booked a shitty high school wrestling gig in fucking Bradenton, Florida, old old Superfan Burke's hometown right now. <laughs> what does he get into? We should we should start doing a second podcast of the week on Thursdays, and we'll just do a thirty minute Schmearcast. <laughs> Schmearcast. <laughs> We're live in studio tonight with none other than the worst wrestler of all time, Mick Schmear. <laughs> I don't know about worst. <laughs> I almost beat Rodney Tahoe once. <laughs> Yeah, but he never won anything either. Well, that's, uh, that's just what you listen, think. Just because every match ends in a draw doesn't mean we don't know who won. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. Every single match, they just, they just stop it. It's always a referee stoppage. It never ends. All right, guys, that's enough. <laughs> Half the crowd left. Let's bring out the next. Well, I know who won, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and I know who won, too. <laughs> we'll see you next week in Dallas. <laughs> No, no, you won't. We're we're letting you mean go. Gene. Mean Gene, Mean Gene. <laughs> I'm gonna do my promo. He's busy. Maybe he didn't hear me. I don't know. I love Mean Gene. We're good friends. He's busy. We're we're close. He's, just, he's busy. <laughs> it's fine. They know where I'll be. <laughs> he's got Hogan to deal with. He's over there. But yeah, email. Just in general, of course. Share. Send us things. Go to get your deals. 
Adam and Eve. Uh, yeah, we have a new promo. We have not gotten the new promo info out. We'll make it. We'll make sure for sixty one. You hear a new commercial. Yeah, it's time for a new one, anyways. It is. I think Mick Schmear should do the new Adam and Eve commercial. Then we need to really work on it. Because <laughs> yeah. we need to. I agree. I mean, what we're doing now is you know, our version of Schmear. Yeah. And you know, if Schmear is gonna Schmear Schmear, if he's gonna do one of these intros, we have to really nail down. What we think, right? You know, we can't. We'll a, we'll we can't a, just have. We'll it, do a mixed mirror Adam and Eve commercial, and it'll be backed up by "Can You Take Me Higher" by Creed. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's just so god. That's all. <laughs> Can you take me higher? Hey, I want you guys to head on over to see my good buddies at AdamandEve.com. They got an all new gift for you. What's that? Hey, what's that? What's that promo code? <laughs> What's that promo code? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> hey, Ricky, come here. Shit. He's just nervous. <laughs> Y'all see my dog? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Brought, you brought your dog with you? Oh, that little guy, he loves me. He goes with me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, you have to stop. I'm telling you. This is. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even know if we've ever said it on the pod because we've talked about the Schmear so much on and off. But if if, if you don't know it, Schmear has a little white dog that hates him, and Schmear is oblivious to the fact that his dog. Hates of course, we talked about it on the pod many times. Someone just heard that and was like, "Golden Voice has lost his mind." I know about the dog. Uh, uh, he's just shy. He, he's just shy now. <laughs> he's over in Roddy Tao's lap, just lapping it up. Anywho. We'll get that new. We'll get that new intro done for the promo. For and there, apparently, there's a bunch of new new items, new deals. It's a new. There is a new deal. This yeah. is how professional we are. But it's not like anybody's out there using it. I think we had one buyer. We have. I mean, at this point, the Adam and Eve commercials are just for us for fun. Yeah, for fun. But they're funny. Yeah. We have a good time with it. I even had the thought the other day we should find a new sponsor that we like and just make a commercial for somebody else. Just without them actually being yeah, a real sponsor. They don't even have to be a real sponsor. I'm fine with that. GPTO Pie can be brought to you by Home Depot. Marco's Pizza. We have two types of pepperoni. Yeah, Marco's Pizza and Pacifico Beer. Better remember to get that jalapeno ranch because we're not adding it if you forgot. Oh, do you want me to go back? <laughs> Yeah, twice. Twice we've had the same water-headed. Uh, by water-headed, I mean he's legitimate. That guy's got no upper mobility chances at all. It, uh, do you want me to go back? Yeah, yeah. So you can come on my pizza when you're headed back. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you your $3 tip <laughs> when you get back and there's no jizz on anything. <laughs> we got to up the tip. you got to tell him, I'm going to give you 10 bucks if you take this back bring it back correctly and then when he gets back you give him three once the pizza's in our control <laughs> that's it that'd be a, that'd be a real Mick Schmear move yeah it's a Schmear move that's what, it's, our lives now should be predicated on what would Mick Schmear bracelets yeah what would Mick Schmear do yeah you know what Mick Schmear wouldn't do he wouldn't go find the self-checkout <laughs> attendant and say hey this lemon that I'm trying to buy I don't think it's the right one that's ringing up is this the right price for this lemon was it organic uh, yeah yeah it's the organic one it's supposed to be a dollar sixty nine, not sixty nine. <laughs> Which is a true story that we didn't touch on. But I can't believe that fucking asshole. No, it happened. I was standing yeah. there watching this guy, and he's trying to scan a lemon, and he, he grabs the attendant and goes, hey, this price is ringing up wrong. And the guy goes, is it too high? He said, no, it's it's too low. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be like $1.10, and it's ringing up as the regular lemon for like 69 cents. What the ever-loving fuck. I was like, dude, do you know how many cucumbers I steal? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Leah asked me not to do that anymore. She literally pulled me aside. 
It was like, hey, being honest is important. Fuck that. It, it gets offset in my house because I put three bundles of kale in the bag. I pay for two. I put seven <laughs> cucumbers in the bag. I pay for four. The next week, when Kristen goes and buys the juice. Wait a minute. You buy seven cucumbers? How many? Because I juice. I do a, I do oh, a juice. Oh, right, right, right. I was like, are you pickling? Is this a no, new, a new no. thing? So the next week, when Kristen says, hey, I'll go buy the vegetables, she pays full price. So okay. it, 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 it balances out. out. It evens out. All right. It's not really an even out, by We're the way. We're still saving. But it, it's it, not, yeah, I was gonna say, it's not an even out. It morally evens out. It, it doesn't, there's no, no. Ethically. No, there's no evening. <laughs> Moral, ethical, physical. Yeah. If you, if you, if you do what we do. Yeah. Or used to do. <laughs> yeah. Then that's what it is. It's just because your wife goes yeah. the next week and pays regular price. Yeah. No, I had chicken cutlets on the bottom of the grocery cart literally yesterday and I was looking at them thinking, I could just leave them there. <laughs> See, this is what we could do. And this is the last we'll touch on it and we'll end the intro because you know how these intros have been going lately. Yeah. They're fucking gold. Oh, yeah, Mick Schmear could have a, a TPTO quote in the pod where says, whatever's on the bottom rack of your grocery cart. Right. That's free grocery. It's like we'd have to, it'd be a lot of work <laughs> as we discussed it, going back through 61, yeah. finding the gold and be like, okay, what about these episodes yeah. would Schmear do? You yeah. know, and there's so much. Yeah. Like we do, basically we are We've created Mick Schmear because in some instance, <laughs> some way, we are Mick yeah, Schmear. Mick Schmear is the podcast. Right. That, I love the idea of... That's <laughs> it. TPTO, this pod thing of ours, we started with The Sopranos, which yeah. is Mick's, one of Mick's favorite shows. Yeah. And it's really just... This whole thing is just building. We're, we're, we are Mick Schmear. I love the idea of Mick Schmear sitting in like a director's chair in between takes. He's like, fuck, man, I got a headache. And somebody hands him bear ass. I'm like, get that Nazi shit out of my face. <laughs> He has some scruples, and he actually has a little bit of knowledge. Like so, after like many weeks with Mick Schmear, people are so disillusioned, and someone says, "Mick, you know, here's your headache. Is that bear? Yeah, get that the fucking shit. What kind of suit you got on? Is that a goddamn Hugo Boss? Get this fucking fascist bullshit out of here. Give me some Mickey, goddamn Advil or ibuprofen or something. <laughs> Mick, are you Jewish? Fuck no. <laughs> No. <laughs> he sounds so dismissive I mean, that you wonder if he's a little anti-Semitic. I mean, I don't tip well, but that's a whole other thing. It's a whole. That's because I'm broke, not because I'm cheap. <laughs> but seriously, the oh, annihilation God. of a race of people is disgusting. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's <laughs> so lame. It's like he and he sounds see, you anti-Semitic. Just, you just see an intern like but, just so confused. <laughs> like, you just made a Jewish. You just were insensitive to Jews, but then defended them all in the same sentence. Mick Schmear, you can't quite follow it. I'm sorry, I'll go get you Advil. <laughs> Clearly this is on me. Goddamn right. <laughs> Give me a cherry Coke, too. <laughs> Caffeine free. I'm already up, I don't need to get up more. That is so <laughs> wonderful. The thought that you'd be, get that bullshit bear out of here. Oh, God. And then come right back. I'm just cheap, you know. I'm not like Jew cheap. But, but the annihilation look, of a I'm race. Look, I mean. I'm cheap because I'm broke, not because I'm cheap. It's <laughs> the difference. Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Get rid of more of, or get ready for more of that. Uh, <laughs> just in the end, last 30 minutes. I, I don't love this one because he likes the long ones. And that's that's what's preventing murder in Folly Beach right now. Right. The crime rate is dropping precipitously in Charleston because right. of us. Right. It's unfortunate because the she-crab soup market is just exploding. <laughs> There's nobody there to eat it. 
Of course, we did touch on he crab soup tonight. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll leave that there. It's Mayor Pete's favorite, Mayor Pete's favorite favorite dish, favorite dish when the he comes. Charles, I'll take the he crab. <laughs> the he crab. I'll be the next president. <laughs> and I like he crab soup. People listen with no context. Think, hey, these guys just made Holocaust jokes. <laughs> now they're making Peter Buttigieg right, sound. Right, well, you know, it's been twelve minutes. Listen to the next two hours. Get context. If you can't get context, then why, why are you fucking here? Anyway, WFUCK. The Mail! <laughs> Episode 60 coming up. Holla. Hey, folks, are you looking for a great deal on a big old deal? deal. Head on over to adamandeve.com. Enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout, and you'll get 50% off that deal, along with three free adult DVDs, a mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Ooh. Get that big old rubber dick sent to you in style. <laughs> Discreet shipping. Discreet shipping. That's a maybe. Nobody's promising Honestly, that. Honestly. I don't need it to be discreet. I, I would think I kind of want my mail my mailman or my Amazon guy. Yeah, I want Adam and Eve to take the dill out of the packaging and wrap it tightly in brown paper so yeah. it's an obvious big dick in the mail. I think that would be a better way to, to do it. Yeah. But just to, to, to put a tiny bow, like mm-hmm. not even just a tiny little right. yellow ribbon on a huge dill. Right on the tip. Plant it on the door. Yeah. And just that's that's that. I have a grass. If, if it's one of those dills that stick that has the rubber suction cup, they yeah. make those. I'm sure you can get it at adamandeve.com. Yeah. Just put it on my glass window when I walk home. There's I know I got my package. I'll talk right into the microphone. <laughs> Head on over to adamandeve.com. Enter promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Receive 50% off any one item. Free three free adult DVDs, a free a mystery, mystery gift. gift. That could be anything. We don't know. I mean, what, that could be a, another deal. A mystery gift from AdamandEve.com. I mean, that could, be, could one of, be exciting. Yeah, that could be a cock ring. It could be one of those clip-on clitoris vibrator things. Bag of, box of magnums. It could be which would you're ready to plow. Be wasted on me. Uh, <laughs> lube. Wasted on the both of us put together. <laughs> Is that too much self-deprecating humor? Maybe. Maybe. For all we know, the free the free mystery gift is a copy of like the second season of the Three Stooges. That would be oh, what a <laughs> gift. Anyways, go to adamandeve.com. Enter TPTO pod at checkout, receive 50% off any one item, three free adult DVDs, a free mystery gift, and free shipping on everything. Support this podcast. Get a great deal at a great deal. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I told the deer uh, well liked by his peers. It's just oh fuck, I have no information to provide you about this deer sauce. Is the venison sausage spicy? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm told the deer was well liked by his peers though. That's good. That's good. Well, WFUCK! I'm told the deer was uh, graduated magna cum laude. Huge dong, too. Huge dong. In fact, I think the dong is mixed in with the sausage. So we have deer dong with our deer sausage. He graduated from... <laughs> what was his name? Jeff Deer. 
his name was Jeff. <laughs> I'm texting all this. <laughs> I like Robert better. His name was Robert. <laughs> he had a punk rock phase in high school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm told he was really into the cure. <laughs> In Deer High School. <laughs> For clarity, uh, Leah asked Austin about some deer sausage that he's bringing home. and he I was, already brought it home. I, here's the back. It was just, I traded some gelato that was old, like a year old, but still good. And he, I gave this guy a big old tub of it. And he was like, do you want some deer, some venison? And I was like, yeah, I like, I like venison. And he just left me some links and some hamburger in our freezer. I don't, I don't know... That's it. I don't have any other knowledge of it. Yeah. And I started getting these questions. <laughs> it could be roadkill for all you It know. literally could be roadkill. Do you know if this... She said, do you know if this sausage is spicy? I have no idea, I say. Well, is it smoked? I don't have any knowledge <laughs> of this deer, except that it's in our, free- it's in our all, freezer. All I can tell you is cook it thoroughly. <laughs> and that his name was Spike. <laughs> I'm told the deer was well-liked by his peers. His name was Robert. <laughs> He had a punk rock phase while in deer high school. <laughs> he shaved his antlers into a mohawk. <laughs> he died a virgin. Or, or maybe maybe he dyed his antlers purple. <laughs> he had one of those nose rings <sighs> that connects by a little chain to your ear. <laughs> his wallet definitely had a chain attached. He has a buck hunter tattoo. Oh, God. Anywho. A lot of armless dudes in this movie. Well, let's introduce, because you're going to be shitting on it a lot. Yeah, and Dan- this was The Laugh Man's yeah. Big Night. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis' hour. finest work, as Starship the, Troopers. As the voiceover guy for the bug he, noises. Yeah, he only did the... It's a little known fact, but the, any any of the voices, or the, the bug voiceovers, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, you can only hope that there's some footage like there is of Robin Williams doing the voice of the genie of Daniel Day-Lewis in a sound booth. You know, I wonder if he did, if Daniel Day, if old D-Day himself really did get into, like, voiceover acting, would he treat it as method? Like, we, would he become, like, in your, would he become the genie? Would he live as the genie? I forget how busty she is. Sorry. She is busty. What's her name again? Denise Richards. Oh, yes, yes. She, I don't know how, what she looks like now. I bet Charlie Sheen busted a lot of nuts on that face right there. Oh, was he, was she with him? Oh, yeah, they have kids. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm confusing her now with Rebecca Remain Stamos. Before, before she got Stamos? I can't picture what she looks like right now because I'm just seeing Denise Richards. <laughs> Leah says, I'm kooked out. Uh, uh, again, you're the one asking the deer questions. Sorry, we don't, we're deer heavy on the front end of... Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he is this 61? Drew, he drove a Toyota Tercel. Is this 62? What? The Which episode, episode is this? 60. 60. Superfan Burks, he reached out. Says Schmer is by far his favorite character. It's interesting because I don't recall seeing an email from Superman, Superfan Burke. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't recall seeing emails. Well, from he's anyone. missed. He's missed the last few shows. Usually, he's behind the glass. Right. Um, maybe he's really diving into that lady underwear thing. Maybe it's becoming much something much more. Yeah, you can only tug one out now with a lady's thong mm. on. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> that's a weird one. But this is Casper. I mean, Casper Van Dien. I think he won. Two, 
two awards for this. I mean, the Oscar count on this film it's heavy. is, is they, insane. They almost swept. Like best all. score. Like, who saw that count? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm, look, I'm, it's, it's a ridiculous movie. It's saved okay? by the ball in outer space. It is. It is. It, with bugs. Yeah. But... It's so fucking entertaining. Michael you, you can turn this movie on and look, just... Look at this Nazi you, back here. What is that dude, like seven feet tall? Yeah, he's a pretty... Looks like Stephen Merchant. Ooh, <laughs> he looked at the camera, too. That was he, funny. He has definitely been a background extra in a World War II film as a Nazi. Wouldn't be surprised. Speaking of which, their hats look like... That's the thing. Like SS the, officer the, hats. Uh, I, if, if you looked at it and we were trying to be serious about this... If we were actually like movie... Cri- if this was a movie critic podcast, not just... A podcast where we talk about dicks and balls and watch <laughs> movies in the background. I was gonna say like, what show have you been doing? Because yeah. this has always been a film it's, critic. It's not. It's not. We don't critique films here. We talk sparingly while they play in the background, and we write Mick Schmear documentaries while we do it. But if you were to like really watch this seriously, there certainly is overtones of whatever happened. So this is in the future. Mm-hmm. So whatever happened to get to this point, there is no more countries. It's right. just the Federation. Right. That's the same with the TV show The Orville, Seth MacFarlane's show. I've never show. seen that. It's not, ba- it's not bad. You've told me about it. I've never, never given it's it an old better watch. than Starship Troopers. Oh, man. You're really pushing the limits here, bud. <laughs> Who is it that likes this dumb movie? Alan. Yeah. Super right. fan Alan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, South Carolina and this movie. That's 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 two strikes against you there, bud. <laughs> like if you the only way this could be worse for you is if you were on vacation at Folly Beach and this was playing for twenty four hours straight. Yeah. The only channel you got Yeah, the only channel yeah. you get is TNT and it's a Starship Troopers marathon. <laughs> or golf. You'd watch the golf, I think. Yeah, it'd be easier to nap to. <clears throat> but yeah, like the, everyone's watching the same news. You know, it's just the Federation. There's mental powers. that You're in the future, but you can't really tell that when you watch this because of the technology that they think that's going to be in the, I think this was made in, like, 99. Yeah. And, like, like well, it, I mean, it's yeah, just the, that screen right there, that pixel screen is ridiculous. Yeah, the, I mean... The and color. that's why I'm telling you, this movie will be remade. I'm sure it will. Oh, look, there's one, there's one it's of such a cult. Lewis's bugs. And, <laughs> Such a cult following, and the one thing they got right about this movie is the bugs. I think the bugs are cool. I, I've never seen get your ass to Mars, and they they didn't hold back on any of the the gore. Like they they, they yeah, went see that. all in on the gore, which is interesting for the time period. But I'm telling you, there's a cult following for this film. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. I, I like the, 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 we got the guy coming here that Doesn't was the watch what was the guy the ba- uh, there's the bad guy from the Highlander and Shawshank Redemption. He's the drill drill sergeant. Mm. I like him a lot. He's yeah. a good actor. Yeah, and he's good in this too. And then you got Busey's kid. Yeah, any yeah, movie Busey. with 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 a Busey. Yeah, this and Tomcats. Those are the only two I can think of. Oh right? no, he was in Contact too. Mm. He was the bad the the really Christian weirdo that blows up the original. Uh, space machine that sounds they're building. Like, sounds like something a Christian would do. Listen, <laughs> in this day and age. But it's all out of love. It's all out of love. I uh, we need to. I know it's early, but we need to save sex because I forgot to airplane mode it, and I don't want to have to cut you off. Fine enough. Plus, I could actually use a real safe sex. <laughs> safe sex. <sighs> material, though. It is good material, but it's off the back of something I can't say on the podcast. <sighs> Think about that, folks. Those out there listening and have heard the things that we say, yeah. there are, believe it or not, things we 
cannot say on this pod. Well, it's just the Aryan stuff. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Only you. You know, we didn't get to record Tuesday because I had to go do a, uh, a vehicle study that mm. I was being paid $200 to, to go. I to ask you about that. Give my input. So I get there 15 minutes early as requested. Mm-hmm. And because I got there 15 minutes early, I got entered in a raffle for an extra $25. Ooh. And sure enough, my ticket got pulled. Shut so up. Instead of 200 I got 225 Wow. So they have us put all of our possessions in these lockers because they don't want you going into this study. I know that dude. What's he been in? He's been in lots of shit. Yeah, but never like a big role. Continue. So you, you. So we put all of our shit in lockers and they have us sit down in this waiting area because it was all being done at a big hotel up in Alpharetta. And they say, all right, everybody line up. We're going to go through the metal detectors. Just make sure there's nothing on you. And uh, It's a serious survey. Yeah. I've done a few of these and haven't gone through this kind of security. And... Um, so we line up, and I'm at the end of the line because I was talking to this dude, so we kind of straggled getting over there. And one of the ladies running the thing walks over to me, and she says, uh, Brent, can I see you for a second? She pulls me aside and says, so you are the lucky one who's been chosen to go home. And I was like, what, do, what, do you, what does that mean? She said, well, we always overbook by two. We only need six for every study, but we always bring in eight, and we send two, <coughs> home, two home at random. But you got paid. I said, do I still get my $200? She said, yeah, absolutely. I said, and the 25 and the raffle? She goes, yes, of course. I was like, so what do I do? She said, you just need to sit here for 15 minutes while we process everybody, and then I give you your gift card, and you can go. I was like, all right. What a night. Can I get my stuff out of my locker? She's like, yeah. I said, what's in the room back there? I can't tell you that. Like, <laughs> yeah, those guys could have had an amazing night. You don't know what happened in that room, but well, all you know is I you know, got two hundred twenty-five dollars. What I do know is it's a it's a prototype new midsize SUV for a major car manufacturer. Okay. And the guy I was talking to also drives a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so he and I surmised everybody in this group probably drives a Jeep Grand Cherokee or a Ford Edge or something that's midsize and popular. And some company like Volkswagen's bringing out a new one, and they want to know, why do you like what you drive, and would you drive this instead? He's like, there's no way we're looking at a new Jeep. He said, I, I guarantee you we're looking at like a Mazda or a or something like that, and because it, it's a prototype new midsize SUV being added to the lineup of whatever manufacturer. So Understood. Chances are it was a lesser <coughs> brand, a brand that people don't buy very often, like Buick or Buick, huh? Mitsubishi. Whenever you see, whenever I see somebody in a in like a Buick or a, or an Isuzu or a Mitsubishi, I was like, oh, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, they make really nice Buicks, but <clears throat> they're only for like retirees. <laughs> I mean, well, just and they good. they have like sport sporty like like sedans and the little mini like SUVs now. With you, the you I want to. I'm glad you said it because when we were car shopping, Leah was looking. There's there your there's your scene. See, the, we'll come back to the car thing. But in the Federation, and the military, and the and the mobile infantry, it's just there's no assigned. Yeah. Everyone showers together. No dongs. They're, be, they're not going to show us any dongs, <laughs> but they're they're going to show us all. Well, well, there's some Jake Busey uh, dong. He's creeping around the pole there. A little bit, literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get to see all like everyone just showers together. I guess you know it's very European. Is it? I mean, if, if I was going to isolate on a society that, sh- that co-showers, <coughs> that has co-ed showers, I'd definitely put it somewhere in Europe. Huh. Man, I guess it builds, like, it takes away the sexuality in the thing, and just, it's all about team building then, you know? Yeah. Still, it's it'd be odd, like, if you're in there, like, as a team, and, like, you know, you're having a conversation with 
Beverly, and then you look over and she's just razoring her pits. It's like, all right, this is. I know where you're going with that. I thought Beverly might be over there just finger banging and enjoying her shower time. And And oh, here comes the busted tit. Look at those busted tits. Does this look like a zit on my labia? (laughs) Look at those awful. They're just awful. They're weird looking. She kind of looks like a poor man's. um, uh, What's the girl's name from the Americans? Oh, Carrie, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. She's she like is a, a poor man's, like a Carrie, poor man's Russell. Carrie Russell. That's a good. That's a good comparison. Yeah, Mind those, you, we can't describe. We don't. We don't know who this lady's name is. So if you're out there, if you're out there listening, go look at the cast of Starship Troopers yeah, and look for like the a, one that looks mildly like Car- Carrie Russell. She's a beefier Carrie with Russell. with a shirt on. She's so attractive. It's just like I would make her keep her. Bra- it's just kind of girl like you know, like you like know how hair. you're watching porn. I don't like her hair. You know how you're watching porn. And there's the I don't one. Do that. There's the one video where the chick's wearing her bra. Mm. And she doesn't take it off. Yeah. So you know she has busted titties. It's just straightforward and simple. I yeah. had this in real life. It was just a, lit, a girl that was fresh out of having, not fresh, that makes me sound weird, but she had a kid recently, mm. like months. Yeah. And she would, uh, she wasn't, she wasn't fond. She was telling me that she had this boyfriend and that she, the boyfriend was like, why do you always wear your bra? And she's like, I, you know. Flapjack boots. I have rough tits right now. They look like, uh, what's the, rocks and socks. Well, I, uh, I think it's Louis C.K. In one hey, of there, she, she's more famous than almost anybody in this film now, and she only has a side bit. She's in the road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Louis C.K. in one of his first two, first, first, second, or third album. He's like, you're not a, you're, you're not a man. He said, you're not a real woman until you've got long, chewed-up nipples. <laughs> and you're not a man until you've sucked on one of those things. <laughs> I think it was when he was still married because he was talking about like his wife dealing with, uh, you know, just the changes to her body after having their second kid. Yeah, he's like, you're not a real woman until you've got long chewed up nipples, <laughs> and you're not a man until you've sucked on one of those things. <laughs> I mean, I, but we can't I, laugh. We can't laugh at Louis C.K. So just disregard everything I just said. Hashtag yeah, me too. There's a guy. I'm I'm dealing a lot with this lately. I'm starting to get kind of frustrated because you know that I don't really. It's like I support me too, of course, because I mean, come on, and I support the the pe- people that want to live freely, whether it's the whole acronym, the LGBTQ. That now there's like another seventeen of them, mm-hmm. but this kind of like in a number, <clears throat> oddly enough, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I, I can't keep up, but I'm just like I identify as nineteen. There's a there's like a person old? At no, where I'm employed 19. at. And we won't say any names, but there's a person that's employed. Sean, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's always talking about, you know, you wouldn't know. You're a, a white male. You're a white. It's like I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. You're a white male. Yeah. You're a white male. You can't cook that type of food or say that type of thing because you're a white male. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I won the lottery, man. But I'm not going to fucking apologize for it. And it's, you need white males yeah. on your team. That's what that's what those who aren't white or male need yeah. to understand. If you have a what's it, uh, an ally and a white male who is showing you that he cares about whatever your cause may be. Mm. Don't, don't you not want to alienate him? Like when they, I want to finish when that, when that meet, I was like, who built the fucking bridges? Shut up. (laughs) When that meet, when that Me Too movement was really at its like apex, when it was really firing, it was, you know, someone new and famous was getting caught out every day for something that happened 30 years ago. When that was at its apex, someone was writing like, ladies, it was, a, it was a woman writer. Mm-hmm. She was, ladies, what we're doing is good, and this is all, we need to bring this stuff to light, and we need to talk about this, but we also need to realize we we need these allies that are men mm-hmm. of any type. 
Yeah. You need men allies. So we can't alienate everyone and say all men are this or all men are that. Like, and we need to understand there's differences between rape and flirting that might have been unintended but still could have been innocent. Yeah. I've done that where I was flirting. I didn't well, realize yeah, she I was mean, unwanted because she wasn't. It was, I wasn't getting the signs. Yeah, I mean, that's like how your classic movie relationships start. With flirting. Mm-hmm. And you have a whole generation of college guys now who are like, I'm not fucking flirting. No, I'm just going to go on the internet and order it. <laughs> I'm going to go on chatterbait.com and, Bumble. S- and spend my fucking weekend's uh, you know, tips from the restaurant, <laughs> you know, getting a girl off through a little pink vibrator that sticks out of her vagina. <laughs> I'm going to crank one out after I've wasted $200. <laughs> and that's my night. And why are you doing this? Because the last time I smiled at her, <laughs> she threatened to put me in jail. She didn't like how I was looking at her. And that, but it's just such a, t- a tough argument to have because I'm my whole thing now in life is just make everything's funny. Like I had this argument with the same people at work and, and outside of work, like everything is funny. And of course, they start everything. Let me preface: everything can be funny. Well, rape's not funny. And then I would pull the George Carlin out. Imagine Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. Racist jokes aren't funny. They absolutely can be. <laughs> if they're delivered, it's all about context. There's nothing funny about trans people. Have you it, seen one? <laughs> 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 That's my thing. Everything can be funny, but it's like, we have to start, the, there has to be some kind of blowback that helps people like, yeah, well, kind of counter this this culture that we're living in of total PCism, And I just can't stand it. I can't well, stand it. I think that every new movement, whether it's a lefty movement or a right wing movement, well, uh, gets in its in its uh, infancy is fucking cuckoo, and it it sort of as the pendulum stops swinging so aggressively from side to side and settles down to the middle, it calms down a bit because eventually all groups realize like we're kind of turning into a snake eating our own tail, and we're running out of allies because like I just saw an Onion article. <laughs> Bernie Sanders being attacked for for not knowing what the 2016 Sanders campaign was all about. It's like, <laughs> or Bernie Sanders attacked by Sanders supporters for not knowing what the Sanders 2016 campaign was really all about. <laughs> it's like who? Okay, it's it's a great snake eating its own tail joke, and it's and it's fucking real. Like that's there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, I, I really can't even speak to anything like that because I have been blissfully unaware of all things news related yeah, for the last three no, weeks. No, I gave you a shout out for that, and uh, Leah, was, nice. Leah was impressed. She, I told her that I've kind of done it, not to the extent that you have. I, I don't, you know. It's nice. I haven't completely checked out, but I, I see. All I see on Facebook now is shit from friends, <coughs> and I see maybe in the occasional political post somebody shares, like, because I'm still following Uncle Mike, so he's. He's going to take a hot shit on Trump at least once a day. <laughs> but, like, I've just completely checked it. Because I, I, I had this thought, and maybe this is just higher thinking or it's what most people think and that aren't hyper-obsessed with it. But I was like, you know, we can have our political opinions, but they really only matter one day a year. You go vote, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. We can bicker on Facebook till we're all blue in the face, but nobody's changing anybody's minds. There's never been a case where... A mass shooting happens and people take to Facebook and somebody goes, you know what, you're right. We should have more strict gun laws. My mind has changed. It's never happened. And it probably never will. So it's like, why even fucking, why have a discourse? If you want to have true debate, then organize a true political debate where you're actually going to get together in a public space with a crowd and exchange ideas. 
But this idea that we're just going to go around, like Facebook's just become the cesspool of political correct arguing mm. or political arguing period. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's fucking useless. It doesn't matter. No, you have the, you have, it's just the, the place where you can throw stones and don't have to worry about yeah. repercussions. But at the end of the day, it, it does not affect any change whatsoever. And you have people now prematurely reacting to things that haven't happened. Like, nothing has happened to Roe v. Wade. But if you ask any hardcore left, like, they're taking to the streets now. It's like, you're going to burn yourself out because mm-hmm. you're you're so amped and so pissed and so protesty, and nothing has actually happened yet. Mm-hmm. It's just the threat that it could. And the smart player on the other side of the ball is liking this because you're going to wear yourself out. Mm-hmm. And then when the day comes that they say, hey, you know what? Fuck Roe v. Wade. You're not going to be too fucking worn out to protest them because <laughs> you've been protesting for the last four years <laughs> and you're exhausted and, and now nothing happens. Mm. So it's like, at the end of the day, don't fucking, like, Live your life, and on November whatever, go vote, and then go back to living your life. When Schmear last voted, who was who was running? I feel like Schmear voted for Jimmy Carter. <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> I think Schmear voted for H.W. Bush against Clinton. No, I think Schmear voted for Dukakis. <laughs> he did a write-in. <laughs> he, he wrote somebody in. Schmear voted for Perot. By the way, I think this is probably one of Rick Schmear's, Mick Schmear's favorite films. Well, that's because he has a cameo in it. Does he? He's the he's the janitor on one of the ships. You mm. see him in the background picking up an orange peel. Got it. Mick Schmear's in the background. Anyway, I do I do <laughs> want to discuss. Would, it, would we already discuss this doll thing you sent me? Mm-mm. Hmm. Well, we did off the pod. Ah. I sent you a Facebook video. I just saw your text about McDonald's don't run out of Big Macs. <laughs> yeah, because I went to Wendy's once and like, we're out of spicy chicken. I'm like, really? So I got something else. And then I went to Wendy's two days later, we're out of spicy chicken. And I'm like, all right, well, just give me the Baconator again, I guess. We're out of bacon. <clears throat> and I went to Wendy's the next Monday, we're out of spicy chicken. And this time it was a dude's voice and I was like, it's like, man, you guys have been out of spicy chicken a lot. It's like, we had it recently. And I said, well, man, I've come here, like, not, not to sound like I eat here every day, but I came here twice last week, and you were out of it both days then, too. He goes, listen, I'm the manager. I'm really sorry about that. We just haven't been ordering enough. And I was like, well, you know, clearly it's popular. Yeah. So, you know, stock up on it. And I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it, but my mind was thinking, like, fuck, man, McDonald's don't run out of Big Macs. Like, you're Wendy's. People come here for your Dave's single and the spicy chicken sandwich. That's what everybody talks about. I like this. I like this. And like, I don't know anybody who goes, oh, Wendy's, when they do that codfish sandwich. Oh, my God. Nobody like, fucking says that. Spicy chicken. I would love to hear that now. Like, when they do the, dude, you hear the codfish is back? <laughs> they had cheese. I was going to go to McDonald's to get the McRib because that's back, too. But when I heard the Wendy's had the codfish sandwich back, fucking hey, bro. They got that awful tartar sauce. <laughs> and they just they just loaded on that motherfucker. One time I asked for no, and they added extra. But I ate it. I Good ate it. Ham. <laughs> it's more batter than fish, but it's still good. <laughs> I know you hate. I know you think I'm ridiculous, but I do like a McDonald's filet of fish. But I saw a news, a news thing released that McDonald's is limiting for your 24-hour McDonald's uh you know, which, whichever one, I, I don't think they're all 24 hours. I could be wrong about that. Okay. But after 10 or 11, can't remember which, they're, they're serving a limited menu. So gone are the days of order, because it's supposed to be breakfast all day. They're not yeah. doing that at night until 5 a.m. Fish fillets out. 
They're only basically doing Big Macs, Quarter Pounders, yeah. and regular stuff. That's sensible. You know, as a matter of fact, this has been in place in the McDonald's on Ponce next to Zesto mm-hmm. all the way back to when I lived in the city. Because when we used to, like, go to the Highlander and get pitchers and stay there till 3 in the morning and then leave, every once in a while, some of us would pile in and go to that McDonald's on Ponce to get some late-night beer-absorbing food. Mm-hmm. And they always had, like, this is all you can have. Double cheeseburgers, quarter pounders, Big Macs, French fries. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's no chicken. There's <laughs> no, you know, quarter pounder with lettuce. Into, like, these four menu items, that's what we're making. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, we were, you know, the, there was always a line around the building because everybody's drunk and they're trying to eat at 3 in the morning. And I remember sitting there once and this dude walked up to my window and was like, hey, man, you have any money? I, I, I'm hungry. And I, you could tell he, he looked homeless. So I gave him five bucks, you know. And he threw a bag of weed in my lap. <laughs> and I rolled the window up, and it was dirt weed. Like, this was this was shake. Yeah. And I was like, this could be catnip for all I know. But I was like, what are, the, what are the odds that that guy's not actually asking for money, for food? Like, this is just how he sells weed? Like, you give him $5, and he throws, uh, you know, half a dime bag in your lap? Like, is that a thing? Does, that, does anybody else have experience this? And, you know, they were all too drunk to, to really weigh in. What's happening? Is it his fault that that dude got killed? Um, so, during a training exercise, one of the guy's tactical helmets stopped working. Mm. Excuse me. Enrico, as the squad leader, took and it was with live rounds. It was the first time they had had live rounds in their in their in their weapons. Mm. Uh, Rico asked him to remove his helmet so he could check it, like he was going to be able to repair it. I don't really know what Rico was thinking. Mm. And uh, the man was shot in the head mm. by someone who had tripped. Mm. And so now he's receiving corporal punishment uh, rather than kicking him out of the service. They're, they're whipping, lashing him in front of the entirety of the company. Yeah. Yeah, no, this movie just got ten times better. <laughs> Is this something you do at home? No, I just... By the way, Leah has a... a and she might listen in you know, a couple months to this particular podcast... But she she has an opinion that uh, y- y'all's she listened to a few I guess, mm. and sh- she's of the opinion that y- y- like your butt play must be intense. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. She, I was like, I don't know if it is or it because <laughs> I was telling her ninety five percent of what we say, mm. well not ninety five percent, eighty percent of what we say is probably bullshit, or I, or I, at I, least. I hyped the butt play because I know you're so opposed to it. That's what kind of what I told her, but she's like, I don't think so. I think like, I think like he and and the wife are really into butt stuff. No, no. And, if you want, well, Kristen's working, but I was gonna say if you want to call her, she will she will tell you a hard no. <laughs> yeah, I could call. I, I could tell, but I don't think I'm gonna change Leah's mind until she hears something different on the pod. Well, and as I said, I think last week, Kristen's pretty convinced that the only reason Leah is a real estate agent is to yeah. fulfill your fantasies. Yeah. That, that's probably true. I don't know if it was a subconscious or not. Yeah. But, yeah, she definitely thinks you're into butt stuff more I'm definitely than... not as uh, averse to 69s as you are. It's like that's part of what comes with it. I've, again, man, I know we've had that. I don't want to get into this conversation again. It's just, come on. the the It's like if you could 69 mm-hmm. without the one 
appendage <laughs> that's responsible for for smell. And and, and let's get let's think about this. You can cut what, and swab it. What is smell? I was watching a show. I was watching a show. How <laughs> are you fucking ridiculous? Hold on, before we six and nine, <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me cut and swab this before, real quick. Before we six and nine, I got to shove toilet paper in my nose. And of course, you don't feel self conscious or anything. It's not about you. Your, your asshole is perfectly just as smelly as everyone else's. I'm just gonna shove this cotton. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Sit on my face. Oh, this is going to be so hot. <laughs> Go slow when you're sucking me off, though. I don't want to come too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Could you smell my butthole? <laughs> do you need swabs? I got extras. <laughs> do you need swabs? Well, I guess if you have swabs, you'll be able to do much sucking. <laughs> How will you breathe? You can just, if you need a break, just stroke it and talk dirty. <laughs> just stroke, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That, how, how, will nice. how will you breathe? How will you breathe if you play it out? Just two people. Two people. Two people with their noses plugged, trying to 69, but they've, they've forgotten that they can't breathe. They can't breathe while they're doing it, so it's like, slurp, slurp, slurp. <laughs> slurp, slurp, slurp. <laughs> it's like going underwater. Every time, every time you please each other, you have to like hold your breath for 10 seconds and then... Hey, I'm going back in. <laughs> two people shoving shit up their nose. Oh, are you are you having as much fun as I am? This is like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we just? Let's just let's just have regular oral sex. Yeah, this is not working. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and of course, I was watching the show about sommeliers, right? Mm-hmm. The the wine experts, and the guy was breaking down the rules. They can't eat spicy food. If you have a cold, it's basically like being out. For an indefinite period of time, those people are meteorologists. Because they're he, just making shit. He up. was saying, you know, what is the sense of smell if not really just an extension of the sense of taste, right? Because when you, if you can't smell, it's like when you get a cold, and it's really vicious, and you yeah. can't smell anything. You can't taste anything either. Yeah, that's the to me. That's like the worst part about getting a severe head cold is that you're hungry, but you can't taste anything. It's kind of an upside to me because then my impulse to eat like shitty things goes out the window. It's and you like, just why eat am I good getting, food. Like, yeah. Why am I getting McDonald's? I can't taste it. Just... I'll have the kale salad. <laughs> Is that chicken? Oh, no, it has to be grilled. Just give me soup. I don't care. <laughs> I'll eat Kraft macaroni and cheese. I don't know. It all makes a turd. <laughs> I love that. I got to start using that more. Just it all me, makes a turd. Just give me baby carrots and hummus. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You can't taste it anyways, and I feel like shit. Oh, I have to go diarrhea now. I'll have the avocado toast. Ugh. I did not get the hype there. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that the righties use against the lefties. I like how food can be used as a weapon now. Go get your avocado toast, you liberal. Liptard. Liptard. Trump 2020. Trump 2020, man. Speaking of which, that guy. I did see the ruined your ruined your trip in the in the race now. Mm-hmm. Saw that through the. He did declare. The funny thing about that was, according to most most sources, he's not going to draw much, and the number one candidate, believe it or not, Bernie Sanders. Mm. And they say it's because he's never really f- stopped campaigning. Yeah. Right. So he built. And he's also never changed his message. You can go look at C-SPAN videos from the '80s, and he's he's like, "We need a national healthcare system." It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's been saying this shit since before it was popular. You're right. He hasn't changed his message, but also he never really stopped campaigning, and he's never stopped fundraising. He drew the most money mm-hmm. of any candidate outside of Hillary. 
during the 2016 cycle, but now he's he's made like 89 million in the first three months of this campaign cycle. Yeah. So I mean, no pack And and the other thing is the message that seemed kind of uh, out there mm-hmm. in 2016 is now it's it's every candidate. It's platform. mainstream. Yeah. Like so, and in fact, it's tame in comparison to some of the other. The, the, like the left seems to be getting lefter and lefter. Same thing on the other side, but I'm well, just yeah. like, as they get further and further out, and you got the AOCs of the world and their green deals, Bernie's yeah. starting to look like a moderate. It's a <laughs> it's a pendulum, you know. Uh, America goes and does a crazy thing and elects a black guy president, and so the right reacts in a pretty extreme way, and they were elect a you know a supposed billionaire buffoon the next time around. Yeah, a TV star. Yeah, uh, you know a Russian. Agent, porn star, fucking P on people, PP fake hair. <laughs> like I'm watching The West Wing, and and like they'll be in the middle of like a presidential ball, and then all of a sudden Leo, the uh, the um, president's chief of staff, will like give me the president now, and he's in the next thing you know he's in the the war room, and there's been a you know 17 Marines were just killed by a suicide bomber in Uganda, and the president has to think and has to react in like five seconds, and I'm watching it going. Fuck! Is this happening now? <laughs> Our poor servicemen and women—they're like, if God forbid, one of them gets taken hostage by a fucking militant Iranian or something—and they're relying on the decision-making acumen of this dumb asshole in the White House to get them home safely. <laughs> like, can you imagine enlisting the day like before election day? Oh God! And you're like, wait, who's my who's who's the, who's the commander in chief? Who? who? Oh, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know, man. But I don't. I don't, I don't think that the left gets farther left. I think that they both move farther in 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 in, in their own directions every time shit don't go. Their what way. do you mean then? The left gets farther left. The right gets farther right. Right. I just, and I, those who don't have any allegiance, like myself, yeah, are just sitting there watching the shitstorm and being like, "Wow." Yeah. Just, I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's why I've that's why I've just completely tuned out of it all. I'm blissfully unaware, and, and that's how we get to Starship Troopers on Pod Night. <laughs> I'm blissfully unaware, and when the 2020 election rolls around, I'm gonna vote for whoever the D is, and yeah, and that'll be that. Mm. Can you say that guy's name one more time? Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah. Buttigieg. Yeah. Buttigieg. 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 When okay. he was on Bill Maher, he said, "Just think, Edge, Edge." Like that's that's kind of how my name goes. Like Boot Edge, Edge. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. No. Uh, okay. I think he's great. He's that he's that sort of Obama outlier. But you realize my other coming. my other super liberal friend was asking me if I had he's like what do you think about Pete Buttigieg? And of course I wasn't saying Buttigieg in my head. I was like Buttigieg. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I mean, he's all right. And he's like, what? It's the best candidate since Obama. All he needs is Obama's endorsement. And he was going on and on. I was like, yeah, but he, he's gay. I was just triggering him now. I was like, yeah, but he's gay. I mean, <laughs> we can't have it. Look, it was bad enough we had a black president. Now we have an orange one. I can't have a gay one following right after that. It was it was just what a triggering. Slap in the face to women, though. It was just if triggering. They, like we still haven't given you the White House. We gave it. We gave the blacks their guy, <laughs> and now we're giving the gays their guy. Women, you're just not there yet. And, and then after that, it's like okay, okay, okay. We're close. We just elected a Muslim president. We're getting closer. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I've heard said about him is what people said about Obama in the beginning. Like, he was just some young first-term senator who spoke at the DNC, and people were like, that's your next president. And everybody's like, okay. 
The same people who confidently said Barack Hussein Obama will never be president are the same people who were very confident Hillary Rodham Clinton would be. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you've you've been wrong from the word go every time you make these big, big uh, proclamations. <coughs> and I just don't want to rule him out just because he's I'm not, a little I'm guy. not ruling him out. It's not because he's, you know, just a mayor in South Bend. He, he's well-spoken. He says... The, the, I, I like what he says. Iraq veteran. He's, yeah, he's a war veteran. That'll be really interesting. If if he he's does Christian, if he does get into <laughs> if he does get into some kind of home home stretch where he's a viable candidate, yeah, and some someone's actually paying attention to him, mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see the attacks come from the right because they're going to be attacking a two tour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he won anything while he's over there. I don't know either. But he's they're going to be attacking a veteran. Yeah. And they're going to be attacking him because of his sexuality. I think that'll be really interesting because yeah. it's like, oh, well, wait, wait. <laughs> support the troops or n- no? Or support the straight ones? Just the straight. Oh, it, but he had combat duty. Is that nothing? Nothing going on there? Like, I mean, if you took away, if you took away the the gay thing, if he wasn't gay, I'd have him as the front runner. If you took that away, he is a family values Democrat. Mm-hmm. He just happens to be a. Homosexual family values Democrat, mm-hmm. who talks about one day having children with his husband, mm-hmm. who talks about his faith, and how his you know, and all that shit. It's like, what do you? I mean, what do you dislike? I mean, the man goes to church just like you do. He served his country, did two tours in Iraq. He's uh, he's the mayor. I think of, it was Afghanistan, but nonetheless. Well, either way, uh, he's got executive experience and uh, on the mayoral level. Like, what what is it you don't like? It's like all, all the well, he's. He sucks dick. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. You don't know that. That's Maybe the, he eats I, I will say the idea. The idea. Yeah, he probably does. Uh, they don't. I guess if you're gay, you don't use the the, the nose plugs. It's not bothering it's just, me so much. It's just kind of what you signed well, up for. But, but what I will say is that I don't think. Uh, what do you call the first man? That's what. That's what it's called. The first man. The, he, the the husband would be the first man, and I think. That that would be, listen. Ireland America is so ridiculous right now in our political landscape that while I sit here and say that I I say with ninety nine point some odd percent that he will not mm. be the candidate, I would not also be that surprised if he was because that's just how ridiculous things have gone. I, and I, I think that debate. I was gonna say, who that, do you want to see debate? You know. Well, I would like. Uh, there's only there's only three. I, I would love to see Bernie. Yeah. And I'd love to see um, Beto. I don't think. I really don't think. I think uh, Beto's an empty suit. I mean, he did. The dude almost won in Texas. That means something. Yeah. But Beto, Bernie, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. I don't think Biden gets there. When they when I saw that on it was Apple News because I dodge it everywhere I can but I saw it on my phone like Joe Biden jumps I'm like yawn yeah I'm like oh good <laughs> I just like, the appeal of Beto and even the appeal of, of Buttigieg just to, while we're on the topic it's the fact that they're not ancient it's like <laughs> two individuals who understand through and through how Facebook works might be running this country like that just makes me feel better fucking. Trump had the, the the CEO of Twitter in his office bitching about his follower loss. It's mm. like, yeah, no. We, <sighs> <laughs> we need to have somebody in there who, I don't know, understands that times are changing. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, 
I, I don't think that the gay thing's that big a deal. Think of it this way. Ireland, who only recently gave women the right to abort, has a gay prime minister. Really? Yeah. There was that whole thing where he and his husband came over and Mike Pence was the one who had to greet him. <gasps> oh, right, right, right. Ireland, right, 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 Catholic, right, right. used to literally, literally murder each other because you were Protestant or Catholic, just gave women the right to abort Ireland, one of the most backwards fucking patriarchal countries there is. Has a gay prime minister. Interesting. So if Ireland can do it, I don't see why we couldn't. Uh, we're not Ireland. It's but true. I, I just, I would just love to see the reaction on, oh, I think, it, when, when do we elect? November 9th or 11th, maybe? Something like uh, that. I would just, whatever the day after. <laughs> if Pete Buttigieg <laughs> somehow <laughs> won over Donald Trump yeah, the queen took down the king. I would just... <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm just waiting. I just really wanted to lose. He probably won't, but I my, own, my only all Facebook... All this gold with rose gold. <laughs> First man, what do you think? And we're not being fair, because Buttigieg does not sound like no, uh, marching... No, in fact, when he said he was gay in a speech one time, I was like, Really? <laughs> I just want to see a lot of tears. That's really all I want to see. I just want to see a lot of Republican red tears. red state tears. Yeah. And and again, I don't care. like at the end of the day, I'm I don't align with either. I think it's our system is just absurd. But you know, they spend like you see it in in their constant almost like I told that remember that big guy I told you about that just can't he just he mm. would literally yeah. take Trump's dick and balls down his throat. He posted something today about... It wouldn't be hard to do. You know, leave the president alone. And the, the meme was about Hillary and all the things that she's done. Mm-hmm. And I say done in quotation marks because it's like you can't prove any of that. Mm-hmm. You're you're talking about Pizzagate, for God's sakes. She didn't, yeah. run, she didn't run a child slave. You're talking about Pizzagate. Could I direct your attention to the Mueller report? <laughs> Fake news, bro. <laughs> totally cleared him. <laughs> Totally clear. I did see a good meme from Uncle Mike who said uh, he's wealthy, but you can't see his tax returns. He's smart, but you can't see his grades. (laughs) He's free and clear, but you can't see the Mueller report. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I, they just spend so much time with with the Hillary fascination and the constant "we won." Yeah, get over it. Like, okay, cool. What's gonna happen if by some weird miracle, your boy? Like, and what will he do? Yeah. Think about, like, if he loses mm-hmm. and you have the transition, then you, you have the, the actual inauguration day where, you know, one president meets the other. Yep. What, think about the, the just theatrical nature of what we could possibly have it in front of us. I think it's wonderful. I and think, it, here's the thing about it. I don't think it, like, it would be much better to have it next year. Yeah. But it will be just as theatrical in five years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he's going to be like, I'm not going anywhere. We need to redo. We need to rethink this whole process. The same. same, FDR had four terms. The same party that's currently really defending the hell out of the Electoral College because it's the way it was supposed to be will be the same party in five years saying, we need to rethink this two-term limit. (laughs) Also, the popular vote, we should probably pay more attention to that. (laughs) Uh. I do. I mean, I have not thought about politics period but I wa- it came up on a Facebook somebody's post and I did think like the electoral college like I I, I don't I, I can't get on board with anybody who tries to defend it mm. the idea that 
300 farmers in South Dakota should have as much of a voice as like 1.7 million people in, you know, pick your city, California. Right. Like, a, like yeah, Vermont counts just as much as California. It's like, if you want if you want to be counted amongst 1.7 million, guess what? You're going to have to move out of your trailer to a place where there's 1.7 million people. <laughs> I'm not saying those people shouldn't have a voice, but they should have a voice that amounts to the voice of a collective 300. Not, not someone going, well, hold on a second. The 300 farmers in the middle of fucking nowhere, they count their 300 is just as good as the nearly 2 million in whatever county, California. Like, no, no. There's more people there. That's why they have a bigger voice. Like, you could keep the Electoral College, but it's, you know, it's time to update it to account for the fact that everybody, like... Uh, all the Republicans in upstate New York bitch about how New York City controls the vote of that state. It's like, yeah, because that's where most of the fucking people live. Mm. <laughs> I should, saw. A, should the hillbillies in the in the countryside of New York be dictating what the majority of New York State citizens uh, have in terms of poli- pol- uh, politics? Sure, that doesn't make sense. Well, there's a recent there's a localized argument and very similar to that yeah. that surrounds the airport. I don't know, you're not watching any news. And this is not a, like, recent, the term recent changes so much now. Yeah. Recent means 20. Yeah, they recently jerked off. That could be. Yeah. It's a 24-hour <laughs> news. <laughs> could have been five minutes ago. It could have been a day. Could have been just now. He's doing it right now. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing we've never done on the pod. Jerked off. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. 100th episode. <laughs> Dual jerk-offs. <laughs> Plugs up our noses. You saw the, Ro- <laughs> you saw the RoboCop picture. <laughs> Made me think we should watch that, but uh, there the city of Atlanta has long been basically the I don't want to say the winner, but they've benefited the most from airport contracts, right? From the the money, the money yeah. typically funnels towards the city of Atlanta, yeah, as it should, yeah. Okay, because the employees there live in Atlanta, yeah, primarily. Right. Not your executives. They might live down in Sarenby or south of the city in some big or in Alpharetta, and they might commute. Yeah, or but not the, in this state at all. Right. The <laughs> workers uh, that yeah. that if you when you get off your plane and you're hungry and there's a Cinnabon, mm. that person's from Atlanta. Yeah. East Point, College Park, maybe Peachtree City, maybe Peachtree City, <laughs> but. They're from Atlanta, so Atlanta has long been the per- the arbiter of making sure the airport runs, and and hence getting the majority of the funds back. And the rest of these fucking nitwitted backwards oh, Atlanta's a crooked. These nitwitted crooked. backwards Southern Georgia counties mm. are saying, well, we, well, I mean, it ain't Atlanta's. This is it's the state of Georgia's. Hey man, I fly and see my brother-in-law <laughs> in Michigan every once in a while. <laughs> Fuck, I want some representation at the airport, too. <laughs> and they pushed, and it looks like they're going to get it. it looked, you want a pinch? <laughs> you want some snuff? You ever seen that shit? The, yeah, the, yeah. You put it in your, Like, how does that work? Does it go know. in your nose? I don't, I don't know. I, and I think in the movie uh, Amadeus, there's people doing snuff. Are like, you just snorting powdered tobacco? Like, I guess. What happens? I really don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, they pushed, and, of course... Brian Kemp, governor. Kemp, governor. Governor. Boom, boom, click, clack. Yeah. But yeah, of course he pushed for it because he's not from Atlanta. And it's just like, okay, y'all win. Get your cut. Send some people up here to work at it. Y'all got two hours to drive from fucking Statham, from fucking Macon. Hiram. Villa Rica. 
Or even better. <laughs> I love LJ. <laughs> I work at the airport. It takes me three hours to get there. Man, I was all for this airport bullshit, but now that I'm working there, there's all these colored folks down there that I got to work alongside, and I ain't, I ain't too cool with that. <laughs> Plus, my 17-year-old wife's at home bitching because that takes me so long to get back home from work every day. <laughs> She's on our ninth kit because we can't afford it anymore. <laughs> And I thought I thought getting married to a seventeen year old be smart because that thing be tight. Not anymore. <laughs> Sleeve a wizard. Shit. <laughs> I love LJ. Got nine kids. <laughs> and a fucking double wide on the property I bought in LJ back when property was cheap. Commuting to the fucking airport every day to work. <laughs> a bunch of black folks I don't like. <laughs> I had to ride Marta the other day. God damn. I'm all for this Trump tax, but the fucking state didn't do shit, so I ended up owing the state just as much as the federal government owed me. <laughs> didn't see that coming. Did you do your taxes yet? I did. Did they go okay? Uh, it you was, don't have to reveal, like... It was a wash. Okay. That's, that's the thing, like... It's what I used to say about Obamacare in red states. You had all these red state governors say no to the subsidies, which makes it look extremely piss poor and bad when you're in the state that said no to the to the subsidies. It's like, right. well, it could have been good, but it came with this little amendment that your red state governor got to say, no, not here. So it ends up being shitty in the states that say that. What I say with that is our tax bracket, we actually got money back from the Fed, which is not usually the case. Mm. It's like, cool. But you know what happened? The state of Georgia, they said, eh, we're not going to do the thing that we're not going to follow the federal model. We're going to stick to the old way. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing where you, you know, just to keep it brief, like you can take the standard deduction, which went up by double in our case, mm-hmm. or you can itemize. Um, Georgia, the state of Georgia said, whatever you do federal, you have to do with us. So there are people who could have saved money if they were allowed to itemize in the state of Georgia, but take the standard on the Fed. And the state of Georgia said, no, whatever you do Fed, you got to do with us too. Mm. And so, yeah, we got money back from the Fed. But we owed a shitload to the state, so it was a fucking wash. A shitload, really? Uh, it was. It was a. It was uh, the same by half. Okay. So if we, I don't remember what the number was, but if the Fed owed us a thousand, we owed the state of Georgia like six hundred. Yeah, I was just. Uh, I had fears. We had set aside money, um, quite a bit of it, not knowing, you know, seeing the posts that mm-hmm. people were talking about, and a lot of Trump voters who found every reason imaginable to not blame him for it. It was all the IRS. And yeah. I, it's like, do you need a reminder of how this works? Do you know who run, You know who's technically in charge of the IRS? <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, <laughs> we did ours, and I was like, what? And we got money back, and we owed the state something like, I don't know, $100. It was pretty... I know, state of Georgia, yeah. uh, please don't subscribe. I owed the state of Georgia like over seven, mm. and they're like, mail you check here. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the mail. Yeah, you'll get it. Make sure you send that check by the fifteenth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I already did. It's, it's uh, did you check? I right, here's the tracking number. It's a uh, five five five. <laughs> no, but like the the Fed owed us money, but we owed the Fed from last year, and I just let that shit ride. So I got a I got a notice in the mail said, "Here's your refund. It's been applied to last year's debt." Like, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love it. Like last last I checked, I drive over fucking potholes every day on my way here. I can't tell what the fuck you're doing with this money. And if uh, the dingbat in chief really doesn't pay taxes, I don't see why I need to either. It definitely doesn't. Yeah. But so in the scene here, just to get away from politics for a minute, this, the Clendathu went went south on him. 
Mm. It, it is a planet in this show. Mm. Rusty, that's not a real word. Clendathu is uh, part of the movie. Yeah. Not, uh, you know what? What if it is? I don't, I don't fucking know. It's Let's go ahead and do that real quick. Cuffy, word of the day, word of the week for Rusty Balloon Knot. Cunnilingus. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'll roll with it. The word of the day, Rusty. It's a two. It's two words of the day. Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus and fellatio. Fellatio. <laughs> you have a book report due to us about the difference. And you know what? If you want to do a special like op-ed write-up on analingus, have at it. Yeah, but one thing we we didn't get. I mean, he's, he's had two days. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't get an email. We didn't hear if he's sharing this. Right. I mean, if Rusty Blue Knot RBK. It, or I like to sing RBN because I think it's funnier that I was an idiot. Right. RBN, RBK, if you want to get that, you know, it's like on Facebook. If you, if you follow someone, whether it's a celebrity or a group or a business, mm. and you, you comment or like enough, yeah. you become a valued or top follower. Yeah. You get that designation. If you want to be on Matt Beep level. Which he said he's fine with his I know. name going out. Because I'm just saying I like, the, I like the email title he yeah. sent with the Matt Beep. Matt Beep. Matt, beep. If you want to get on MMP level, you got to start sending emails, telling yeah. us, telling us what you like, yeah, telling weekly, us what you want to hear, if, tell us a funny story that happened to you. Yeah, if you're listening weekly, know this. Burke, what color panties are you wearing today? Yeah. What did you wear on Sunday? People in the UK and Australia who aren't Matt, fucking say, hey, my name's George and I live in Leeds. We lost I, Anthony Brown from Utown months ago, <laughs> but he has sent us emails. Yeah. I don't know where he could have. I don't know where he's at right. He well, could yeah, be and, dead. Yeah. In terms of like, if we were gonna rank super fans, it's definitely Matt because Matt emails every week. Almost. Almost. Except misses, for that time we thought he was Catholic. He misses one here and there. He sends pictures of his boots. That's a priest from The Walking Dead. I just I just noticed that. This yeah, yeah, right here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you know, eight out of ten shows, Matt in Perth is sending an email and not a short one, like. Paragraphs. No, because we ask him questions. He responds. You yeah. want to know, hey, do you have this pair of uh, Australian post-fallout boots? Yeah, and that's happened because we got used to the dynamic of Matt emailing. So yeah. if you want to be a super fan like Matt in Perth, you got to email. Like, where does Rusty Balloon not... Well, he's he lives close. He lives somewhere in Georgia. Right. Think about that, Rusty, RBK. Monroe, maybe? Send us a package. Know. Send us an in-state package. M and P. We can save sex if you want. I gotta go see what the fuck's up with the air because I think I don't think it's. It's getting a little warm for you. Warm, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll keep talking. You keep talking. Yeah. Uh, I gotta get a new beer, anyways. That's fine. I'm gonna say some things on here. I don't have much to say. I really don't know what to do with my hands. This is a lot of dead air. Sometimes when I walk away, he says something good. But I'm going to say this. I do think he's into butt play. I think the golden voice is being a little bit uh, disingenuous. I'm not saying he has, like, weird machines lying about. I don't think like an anal sibian, something like that. But I definitely... Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll hear it. <laughs> I knew it. It was on fucking 78, but I put, I put it on on, so it's just blowing 78-degree air into here. So, yeah, there's bugs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Big old... I mean, what kind of bug would that... It looks like a... What's those bugs that we're inundated with? The stink bugs. It's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. 
but like you know, is there only one? If it had bug? been, if it had been through the Australian fallout, that's what the stink bug would look like. Well, I'm pretty sure they have these in Australia. It could be a blight. <laughs> we should ask. We should ask him. Like they have clock spiders. I have no doubt that they have. What's these. a clock spider? It's a spider that's literally the size of a clock on your wall. Really? Yeah. Is it the one that was it went like viral because it, it was dragging out? It was like it had taken down like some large mammal. That was recent. Maybe. Some giant spider in some forest somewhere had was dragging away like a small. It looked like the size of a small dog. Maybe. But yeah, if it, if it's a spider that if like it crawled over a wall, is it ca- is it literally called a clock spider? Well, they call it a clock spider because its body mass could hide a clock if it stood over it. Hmm. They're big furry motherfuckers. Okay. It's, it's like yeah, Australia with their snakes and their spiders and really short shorts <laughs> and beautiful women god i love australia i just want to go there i was listening there's a there's a break there too it just takes such a long time whatever it's a flight you can watch 10 movies in a row get some sleep I'd want to win the lottery so I could book one of those flights where you get, like, your own little pod. You can really stretch it. Oh, like Emirates. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. One guy got upgraded, and he did a, a video. He did, like, a – it was, like, a running diary, video diary. He's like, you're not going to believe this. I booked for Emirates. It's a, it's like – it was a 16-hour flight or something, like, across the world. And he gets this – I mean, I've never been upgraded. I don't mm. fly enough. Yeah. But this guy does, and he was like – you guys, he, you know, it's like one of those videos where he got his phone. You guys, I just got upgraded on this Emirates flight, and he shows the plane. And he's like, I think it's like one of these legitimate things where I'm going to have a damn apartment on this plane, <laughs> and he did. Yeah. It's a one man. You ha- so you have like a bedroom, a TV. Yeah. I mean, it's all relative. It's still small. Yeah. But it's like a f- you have a bed. Yeah. And a TV and a sink, and then they'll come to you and be like, "It's time for your shower." And you leave there, and you, they walk you to your own private shower. Mm-hmm. It might have been used before, but it's still yeah. like a shower. And you get back, and you're in a custom-made robe with Louis Vuitton fucking sandals on. I would fly to Australia like that. That'd be incredible. That's my dream, actually. Like, it, <laughs> If someone said, like, what's the thing that you would most look forward to if you were to win the lottery or to create a product that made you really rich, mm-hmm. it would be the flying. Yeah. Because I would... Definitely fly private if given the option. I would just have the whole plane. Yeah. But if I, you know, if you had to get on an Emirates flight to fly from L.A. to UAE, holy shit. Like, put me on the plane where I can. Are you telling me I can lay down and watch RoboCop? (laughs) Can I beat off in here? Yeah. (laughs) Well, wait. Actually, sir, we do that for you. (laughs) Miriam? Would you like um, (laughs) Harold or Miriam? They're yeah. like they, they just assume that you might be gay, so it's just like, hmm, hmm. I'm not gay, but Harold sounds more interesting. <laughs> it's weird because it's my dad. <laughs> Why would you go? I don't know. Just came out. It's getting weirder and weirder on this part thing of ours. He told me he was retiring, and now I know where he's going. Oh God. <laughs> Oh. Decided to leave the company. I'm gonna go beat people off on uh, United <laughs> Emirates flights from now on. <laughs> Pays great. Pays great. Plus benefits. That's a true story. When when we first started dating, Leah was interested in doing in doing a um, flight attendant work, 
and one of her friends worked for the uh, the Emirates, which oh, yeah. is the big the big airline the for big the UAE, one. and she was like clearing a lot of money, mm. like hundred thousand plus. I don't know what it actually was, but I mean, it's just like you're really into this bug scene. Aren't you? Well, I had just asked if there was more than one kind of bug, and I'm getting my answer. Oh, yeah. There's multiple bugs. This isn't... There's bugs that shoot shit out their ass that I take down those. those. I and saw those. They were the, like... the worker bugs that you've seen primarily. Then you've got this kind of bug that's just big and badass that Rico takes down with well, his it, football skills. It, it threw something up on the lady, and her arm went yeah, off. Yeah, melted her arm. Yeah. yeah, and there's even more bugs. The one that they're actually looking for, and you, you'll see eventually, they don't know it exists, but they also don't know they're looking for it, is the brain bug. Mm. A, a, that's the one that's telling the bugs what to do. I see. So that's a different bug. You'll see. Hey, foreshadowing. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. <clears throat> I'm seeing why it won so many Oscars now. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, best score was a surprise. Like but. if Charleston was a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I sent you that Daniel Tosh clip. <laughs> and I asked Alan, I was like, you seen this? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> the look on his face was just like, yeah, yeah I've seen it. He's yeah. not wrong. He's, I'm slowly coming to the conclusion that where I live is not as cool or hip as I thought it was. When I uh, Over Easter weekend, both Brian and Banks were at the parents' house. I, we were, Brian came to my house. We were, I know. We were playing cornhole, and they're just quoting the pod the whole time, <laughs> just giggling, <laughs> just straight up giggling. And I just kept saying, the gray beaches of folly. <laughs> <laughs> Which ties into the word of the week. Last time I was on the gray beaches of folly, it was nighttime. <laughs> my wife was there, Heather. She was giving me a lovely hand shandy. I provided her with some <laughs> cunnilingus. <laughs> That's where I was headed. The cunnilingus was fine. The shandy was substandard. <laughs> Less than satisfactory. I would have preferred fellatio. It was basically just like the dinner we just had at Bubblegum Shrimp. <laughs> Little underwhelming. Charles finest <laughs> dining establishment. I had some cr- she-crab soup. <laughs> to be honest with you, I would have taken the he-crab soup after that. <laughs> I think it probably would have been better. Can I get the he crab soup? <laughs> Can we get one he crab soup for Mayor Pete? <laughs> Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete, Pete wants the he crab. I would love it. Like you know how like there are like black politicians who speak in a very neutral cadence when they're on you know they're on the political stump, but then when they go to their hometown. They let they let that they let their old black slang come out a little bit and how they talk to the people they grew up with. Mm-hmm. I'd love I'd love to see like behind the scenes footage of like Mayor Pete's like this the whole time when he's out there speaking, mm-hmm. but then you see him at home and he's like, "Stop it!" <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. It's kind of like my dad. When I, I, it's one of the jokes on running jokes in our family. Is like you'd be kids and you know he'd be on the phone with some friend from the hometown or your mom. Mm. And he, he would be himself. Yeah, you know, man, it's, it's, we're going to have a good weekend. We'll go out there and have a good time. It'll be fun. Hold on. I'm getting a call. And he'd look down at it, see if it was something work really. This is Tim Martin. How can I help you? <laughs> oh, doing great, Steve. Wonderful to hear from you. Just like a total changeover. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it, it had become so commonplace that he didn't recognize it. It wasn't something that even triggered in his mind that he was changing something. It was just, 
there's work voice, and then there's me. Does he do it in L.A.? Because you said that Vince Vaughn asked him where he was from. Well, he was ordering a beer. He wasn't on the phone. Yeah. So I don't think it, if it had been a work call, it could have been different. But, oh. again. Only the right one flops. They're just not good. It's not really a nipple problem. It's just the way, I don't know. I don't know what, I, I can't, I can't nail down what's particularly bad about these boobies. But it's something. It's not good. And I, I'm kind of starting to feel you on the hair. I don't it's like it. It's annoying. I don't like it. Too many curls. Thick. Yeah, thick curls, too. Thick red hair. and she. she they should have cast the, the other lady you said she looks like, I think. Yeah, but she's a successful actress. Yeah, they couldn't do that. <laughs> they they probably thought it was a selling point. Like, hey, Carrie, what's her name? Carrie what? I think it's Carrie Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah Carrie Russell. Listen, I know you you have your problems with this movie but it's Catherine Van Deen is that doing nothing for you? <laughs> what? Who is that? Well you know he was in Tarzan <laughs> He was Tarzan came after he, He'll be in Tarzan He was in Starship Troopers 2 <laughs> Wait a minute there's there's already a 2? Yeah 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 well it's, they're based on the novels <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a there is I think a yeah, Starship Trooper novel It's probably novel. written after the movie <laughs> Like, there was a Batman novel, <laughs> but it came after the movie Batman. Because the cover of the book was the Michael oh, Keaton Batman. Like, yeah. I course. feel pretty confident there was a, a Starship Troopers book before the movie. I could be really wrong, but I feel like there was. Probably. <laughs> you know what you need right now? What's that? You need a little Margaritaville. No, fuck that. Give me one of your whites. <laughs> I'm running low. I'll tell you what. I owe you one. Uh, give me that Margaritaville. Yeah, let's trade. Oh boy. Get this on the pod. <laughs> it's mostly it's mostly alcohol. Uh, authentic gold tequila made with the finest blue agave. No, it's not. <laughs> not, not even close. You know I know because authentic tequila is not called gold. I know people have already heard you give your your tequila lesson on the pod. <clears throat> My Sailor Jerry rum earlier was pretty good. Oh, yeah, dear. it's like poison. It's not even good when you mix it with margarita mix. It's terrible. Like I, I feel like, like I know it would. I don't think it was an asshole move. It was just the. I didn't realize that it was like not as bad as it is. And I hate tequila across the board, anyhow. Yeah, and this is tequila. But I feel like I have to like really punish myself for doing that to you because I've heard that pot a few times now, and I could like hear it in your voice. Yeah. There's another type of bug. I by love the, way. the idea of the people behind Margaritaville having to print tequila flavored beverage on the bottle. Where does it say that? It doesn't. Oh. I'm saying, but it would be fun if they had to print it that Didn't way. Didn't you say there was an expiration date on this thing? <laughs> Some, well, it might have been on the bottle I was drinking. Oh, no, there it is. Best Buy. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, God. Well, it's a good thing we're drinking it because we only had it till the 29th of July. Oh. I feel like I have to. What I what I guess I'm saying is I have. I feel like I have to uh, punish myself here because I feel like I, I can't chase it right away. Right, you can you can do what I do. No you can have no two. I don't want two. <laughs> two is too many. That one we'll save for. We'll put, put take a picture of it. Put it on the pod Instagram. We'll uh, we'll send this along with a Claremont Lounge T-shirt and a bottle of BioLite to Matt in Perth. Yeah, here's to. Although we uh, probably can't send this. Here's to drinking with bow-legged women. Why is that a good thing? (laughs) (sighs) 
Ugh. It's not good. And it, and, it, and it doesn't make you feel good either. Like, you're going to feel bad in a, in a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's not good. Oh, mother of pearl, that's awful. And it stays. It stays. I just I just had peach tea, and the peach tea was like, nah, we can't help you. We could probably, <laughs> we could probably start a pretty good fire with it. Oh, your eyes are watering. Uh, it's bad. It's like you just ate a chili pepper. That is horrendous. I know, and I had two of them. Uh, I don't know how you did the second one after the first. It was for comedic effect. <laughs> oh, heavens to Betsy. Margaritaville, please do subscribe and stop production. Yeah, we would love to have you as a sponsor, but uh, we're going to need you to like supply us with Fortaleza tequila instead. Holy mother of pearl, that is bad. And it's just there. It's not going anywhere. It lingers. I can't stop once I've started. It stays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like in my nose. I feel like this is, like I'm 69ing this motherfucker. I need to plug my nose up with something. <laughs> Smell the asshole in the Margaritaville. And they are laughing at people. <laughs> they are just, every time, every time, a, every time a, a truck leaves the factory, they are giggling their motherfucking asses yeah, off. Yeah, like you couldn't even hide that in margarita mix. Like that's... <gasps> That's no good. I mean, you could, but oh, that's that is not not a good experience, and I apologize that you did too. <laughs> so we're even, we calling should, it even. We should just go back to the uh, what was that? What was that scotch? The little the good ones. No one scotch. Oh yeah, it was Buchanan's. Yeah, that stuff was all right. Yeah, it was all right. But they don't. That's like a that comes and goes. He's just fingering his head. Yeah. Well, he was checking because that's the. The uh, this bug sucks brains. That's the mm. brain bug, mm. which is, I guess, where it gets its. Is that Jeff from Saved by the Bell? No, no. Oh. His he gets his brain sucked in a much more um, in your face kind of way. Like you watch the whole process. Mm. It's pretty fun. Because yeah. I still have a beef with him about stealing Kelly Kapowski from Zach Morris. So it was sure. like to watch his brain get sucked out. Too pleasurable. More pleasurable, pleasurable than it should have been. Duh. This is fucking terrible. How, how did you how did you do this twice? <laughs> they were spread out by about an hour. Yeah, it is like I hate tequila, but it's not tequila. It's not tequila. This is this is this is uh this is foul. Yeah, and you and I'm telling you, you're not gonna feel good. This is putrid. Either. Like when it you're gonna feel it like moving its That's way. That's a real word, your, by the way. Putrid. You're gonna feel it like making sludging its way through your bloodstream in a minute. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Oh, sorry. What were we saying? I wanted to know, are there any bugs that, like, lay eggs in people? Is that a thing? Well, you know, here's the thing about this movie and me. I know that I implored for it, implored us for many, many months to mm. watch this film. Uh, this is the only one I've seen. As I, I'm told, there's four. Casper Van Dien rolled out and I think he did two and three and then he really grew a sense of integrity and said you know what guys I'm not doing a fourth uh, but I don't know what the premise of those you're gonna have were to get Mario Lopez <laughs> hey don't hate on that guy because if there's one successful member that's still relevant I guess you could say Zach Morris is Mark still Paul relevant Mark still acting he's doing some like like TV dramas and I don't think he's like doing that. those yeah but but Mario Lopez is like everywhere. Well, Lisa Turtle, she's so crazy. 
<laughs> she was so pretty. She's like batshit crazy. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough about it to make any judgments. Tiffany but... Amber Thiessen doesn't look good anymore. What are you talking about? I liked her when she hold was on, on buddy. Hold on, buddy. That chick is is hanging on just fine. I, I guess I need to see the her. one I haven't seen in, in a while. Though I have recently watched Showgirls, I'm not <laughs> embarrassed to say that I showed the sex scene because I was like, I want to show you like the, the most money. ridiculous, the most ridiculous sex scene you've ever seen, right? And I showed him the sex scene in the pool from Showgirls, and I was like, look how ridiculous this shit is. Now I haven't seen her in a while. She yeah. could look like hot garbage for all you I know. Start working tomorrow. You give me a blowjob. Just like it's used to the money, then I make you swallow. <laughs> Showgirls. Yeah. What a great script writing. Her name was Nomi. <laughs> when they sat down to name this character, they landed on Nomi. Nomi. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with the film. I'm sure you've seen it several times. And I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be the first person. Not the first, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I uh I pulled it out when I was a kid in the doll room at the grandparents' house to showgirls oh, on well, on late night showtime. Ooh, in the doll room. That's terrifying. Have I not told you this? <laughs> no. Oh, this has not been potted? No. Oh, this is wonderful material. <laughs> so speaking of dolls, we never finished the doll story. We It's <laughs> irrelevant now. So in my grandparents' house, they had Showtime, they had HBO, they had all the things. Hey, your grandfather to, was on the forefront. Cut, yeah, of, always yeah. with the forefront of technology. Yeah. Uh, the only, there was, which is crazy now that you think about it, but they had three rooms with a television. He just still votes in the 60s. Yeah, Continue. definitely, <laughs> definitely. He never, he never advanced technology enough to say, oh, this shit's so cool, maybe I should look at how life progresses. <laughs> I like the technology, but black people. <laughs> I miss the water fountain. I'm just saying. I miss my own water fountain. <laughs> so fucked up. Uh, VCRs are great. I just kind of went back my own water fountain again. <laughs> I mean, should they vote? Should they vote? Um, I mean, painted discs are great, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was nice when you could not see them on the bus because they were always behind you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but anyway, they had they had uh, three three rooms in the house, in the old house, that had televisions, which if you think about it now, in 19-whatever, yeah. um, that's had to be rare that you had three televisions in the house sure. that were functioning. And uh, the one that I knew I could find this... Is awful. I am sorry. That shit yeah, is pumping. I feel, like I feel like it's in my eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, the one that they had that I knew I could have some, like, you had to have key components, right? So if you knew that you were, you were there and you were going to be spending the night mm -hmm. and you're 12 or 13, 14, you knew you were going to be watching it. Yeah. That late night Showtime, sure. Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. See, Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny was classy. Yeah. And you, you, you wait. You, that was like your appetizer. Yeah. You watch that. Worst case scenario, you've always got real sex on HBO. Well, it's terrible. It's not good. But, but worst case scenario. But <laughs> you 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 watched the thirty minute Red Shoe Diaries because it was like an appetizer. It was like a the the fluffer. Mm -hmm. You get a little hard, but it was still too classy. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. and they didn't do enough. And you knew what was coming in the, the later hours was the real good stuff. Right. So you just use that as, as like, that was your, that was your, uh, your blooming onion. Your you knew the steak was coming later. Your from pregame. Yeah. From your, you know, if you, if you go to 
Do you think they have, uh, what's that, the Outback Steakhouse in Australia? <laughs> That's where it started. Is it? No. I don't think so. <laughs> but the, the appetizer was your Bloomin' Onion. That was the Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny. Right. But you knew much better stuff was coming. Yes. You never saw Penetration, but you knew you were going to get something much better. Well, my, my big components were I needed the TV that was facing towards me away from the door. So there's something in case of an emergency... I'm one click of a button away. Right. And I, here's the crazy thing. I was strategic about this shit because this remote had that the last button, like every remote. Right. So I would have, I would actually, this is how fucking calculated I was at such a young age. I'm going to plan this masturbatory no, session. No, and here's the thing. To a team. But here's the thing. I wasn't even masturbating yet. <laughs> I was 12. Yeah. It was just watching mm-hmm. and, and wondering and I was like, but it was so calculated because I would I would put it on ESPN, right? Boys like sports. I yeah. loved ESPN. You yeah. don't because whatever. Yeah. But I would have it on ESPN. And then you got that last and, channel button. And then I would go immediately to Showtime, and yeah. I knew the channel. And you got that repeat button. I, I was always one click away. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... God forbid when you flash back to ESPN, it's a Sports <laughs> Illustrated segment, and it's just titties and, titties and bikinis. You're like, fuck. At least you could explain that. I was watching ESPN, and then these boobies oh, came along. I feel like I should pray. Will you pray? There's the devil worship and Satanism, and I don't know what's happening. My penis has a bone in it. I don't... Got a bone in it. It's got a bone in it. So, anywho, the only room... That fit my criteria. Sorry for the snort. It is allergy season. And you have tequila in your bloodstream. And it's awful. Was the the doll room. And when I say the doll room, I want to paint. I really want to paint a picture for the listeners. All eight of you. M and P. It's horrifying. Maybe Rusty Balloon not. I've seen it once. Super fan Allen. <laughs> Berkson, he probably loved the doll room. It's nightmarish. Right. But it was. Now Sean would like the doll room. He doesn't listen. He he would love the doll room. <laughs> But when I say it was easily floor to ceiling, mm-hmm. 80, 90 QVC, QVC dolls. Because yeah. I would watch her. You know, my grandmother would, I'd get up on a Saturday morning when I'd stay there. It was awesome. She'd make pancakes, whatever I wanted. I was pampered. But it was pancakes, and she'd pour me coffee. So I could feel grown up from a very early age. And it was all milk and like this much coffee. Mm-hmm. But like, and by visual, I'm saying not even half an inch of coffee yeah. and then all milk. But you feel like you're part of the gang. You're drinking yeah. milk. You're having, or drinking coffee. You're having pancakes. This, this isn't the house they're in now. There have been multiple doll rooms. I don't, I, the, I, the dolls they have now are spread out at their at their house now. This, but at the old house out there at Mountain Park. The house, the neighborhood that Pat and Jimmy lived yes, in? Yes. Yeah. That the doll room was it was concentrated all the dolls were kept in that room never saw that yeah I've always and seen the current dolls sure but uh um yeah floor to ceiling 80 90 dolls creepy as fuck you felt like the dolls were watching you while you were watching porn softcore porn <laughs> but you did it cuz you're like it's a compromise dolls this is what i have to live through i love the idea like a kid who's stealing his dad's vodka seeing where it is in the bottle <laughs> so he draws a line <laughs> Then he drinks some, then he fills it with water. <laughs> Love the idea of there's like like 300 dolls that you're having to just strategically turn around to face away from you. <coughs> but you're having to visually log like, but this one was actually kind of turned at a, at a 90 degree angle. I got to remember that. 
you know, just like just slow, like just like rock hard. It, yeah. takes, <laughs> it takes like two hours to turn every doll, and you're just getting harder by the doll. Yeah. Like, I'm almost done. Once I get to the back wall, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I never touched the dolls. It was just part of the trade-off. <laughs> this is making me sweat. This is not a fun experience. I told you, it doesn't make you feel good. This is not a good experience. You don't get a buzz, you just get sick. I'm not even buzzed now. I haven't had... This is just not... I'm just warm. It's like it's just pulsing. Yeah. It's... Anyways, so I had... heart attacks are made of. (laughs) I could be dying. I could be dying right now. Dying on a pod. At least least you'd get famous. But... I don't know. $300 on... It wasn't $300, but it was so many... And I'm up in this room. It's probably like 1 o'clock in the morning. And at their house, it was like just copious amounts of food. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be the reason I'm a little portly now. Because when I spent the night over there so many times, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. And I understand now why. Because, like, as a parent, you know, of, like, age ranges from 12 to 7 to 5, they were, like, just dumping us. Yeah. Like, we're going to go and do anything that does not include these children. And We have not 69 in years, <laughs> and we can't do it with you three in the house. We don't want to use the, the – we're not – we don't give a shit about the nose plugs. <laughs> I'll smell the shit. I don't give a fuck. But uh, – so they would just dump us, and we were over there a lot. We spent a lot – and I loved it. Like I said, I loved waking up with coffee and, and pancake, whatever we want. She would take us to movies. We'd walk out of the movie – and she'd yeah. be like, do you want to go see another one? And we just walk right back in. Yeah. Um, you're, you're like me in that you had a great-grandmother and you had a meh grandmother. No, this was my grandmother. I know. I'm saying you're like me in that you had a great Oh, oh, oh I think you mean like great-grandmother. No, great as an awesome. Yeah, an awesome. Like you had an awesome grandmother that took you to do shit, that was eager to have you sleep over, that you always got the impression, pretty sure this lady likes me. Yeah. But then you also had a grandmother who was like, eh, I think she could take it or leave it. If you're talking about the one I think you're talking about, I hated staying it's, it's there. It's the only one we share. I spent a night there and was terrified. I remember that they had to call. Here's the thing. I spent the night there. I, I don't know if my, all my details will be accurate here, but I was terrified. Yeah. Because in my house, and I want to get back to the story, but in my house, there was always a fan running. Yeah. It was a cool place. Yeah. The AC was running and there were fans. There was there was auxiliary noise yeah. that kind of filled the house and it comforts me. That's why I sleep with a fan today. Yeah. Their house was a fucking coffin. <laughs> it was quiet. With the beauty salon in the garage. <laughs> Which is creepy as fuck. <laughs> creepy as fuck. I, yeah. I can tell you every detail of that house. I still remember yeah. every bathroom. I still remember everything about that place. Yeah, I and I stayed carpet. there one night, like and I was like, I think, I think, I honestly think they had to come pick me up. Yeah. Because I was like, this is not happening. I am not sleeping here. Jared's little, looking at me funny. Do you remember the little house <laughs> on the back of the toilet? Yes. 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 It was horrible. That was yeah. in the downstairs, uh, right off the living room. I remember it being in the in the bathroom uh, on the upstairs. No, the no, no, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was right off the yeah, living room, right. and that was the, the next door. The, the door after that was into the garage beauty parlor. beauty parlor. Yeah, which uh, always had that smell of burnt hair. You have to want, yeah, and and that the that material they put the brushes in. Yeah, and you have to wonder that had to be illegal. I think she was actually licensed and zoned and everything. Really. Yeah, because you had to be to actually run a biz like that. 
I always thought it was a bootlegged hair operation. Yeah, you walked into that den from the side of the house. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever no one ever front. went through the front door ever. It was a it was odd. It was a very strange place. I've driven by it fairly recently, and I was like, it's just. I remember as a kid thinking Jared's room was cool. He had a lot of Star Wars shit and stuff well, like yeah. that. Well, yeah, and I, like I said, I watched my first R-rated movie in that bedroom. Jared made me watch it when I was four. We've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little damaging. Didn't make... I watched T two. That was that was my first. R-rated film. The, my like fondest memory of that it has nothing to do with our grandmother. Was was Jimmy going to the barn to and with Jared and me to find like GI Joes and shit. To play oh yeah. With. yeah, Like it was like GI Joe Haven mm-hmm. in that barn. Like yeah, there's some cool toys back here. Let's go find them. But uh, anywho, same neighborhood. It's about I'm at the I'm in the doll room wrapping up the first thirty minute session post uh, Red Shoe Diaries where we're starting to get into the good stuff now. And I got a little ink. I, this is a true story. I used to. There was. I had my own cup. It was a. It was a glass cup or, or drinking vessel, shaped like a, a cowboy boot. That was mine. No one else was allowed to drink out of it. It was mine. And I would fill it up with apple juice, mm. and then I would drink or I'd pour a little apple juice in my mouth, swish it around, and spit it back in so it looked like the head of a beer. This is a true story. <laughs> I was just pretending yeah. that my apple juice was a beer. Well, because all adults drink beer out of cowboy boots. Of course they do. <laughs> but <laughs> at about 1 o'clock, I was like, okay, the good stuff's coming. I need to get a snack in me. Yeah. You know, I need to be fortified. Yeah, you need to build up for the refractory period. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't know what jerking off was, but I, I think <laughs> I knew instinctively that this is going to get real serious and I want to have the fortitude to get through it. Sure. So, and like I said, their pantry, I mean, I, I remember it so intensely. It was like you'd show whatever the fuck you wanted. Did they have chicken and a biscuit? They, no. They were the first, though, that were <laughs> shopping at, at Costco. Oh, okay. So, so bulk I, items. Oh, like yeah, it like wasn't. You've never a, seen a box of Cheerios. It big. wasn't a bag of chips. Yeah. It was like Jesus fed the, the mountain of people with these chips. Yeah. Oh, you want some nuts? Well, we don't have like individual planters cans, mm-hmm. but we do have this fucking humongous mixed nuts, like just whatever the fuck you wanted. Do you want a VCR? <laughs> <laughs> but I went downstairs to make a snack. I'm halfway downstairs. And I, 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 I get to the, the landing there, and I was trying to be quiet because I was like, why is Pap still up? You know, I probably shouldn't be potting this. <laughs> but it's too late. Well, I mean, who, who outside of your mom would she's care not, she's not to listening. this? She's not listening. Anymore or just? Uh, I mean, she might be like on episode 35. I don't know. By the time she gets to this, we'll be so, we'll be so wealthy and famous, she won't yeah, care. Yeah, she won't care. But when I got to the landing, I heard the TV on, and I was like, curious because I was like, it's late, and why is he up? Mm-hmm. And I kind of peeked into the living room there because I usually used to cut down the sideway or sideway down the side hall, and uh, he was watching the same thing. <laughs> and the thought kind of scarred me. Yeah. As a young pubescent boy, that here I am in the doll room, <laughs> watching the same thing that yeah. he's watching. Yeah. With his chair leaned back, mm-hmm. just watching the same thing I was with Kleenex on the end table. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, <laughs> and I'm not going to go that far. But he he was sitting there with this is awful. But his snack that I always before he had his high blood pressure and didn't care about it. He probably had high he, he had high blood pressure and wasn't aware of it or didn't care. But he used to. You ever heard of Brunswagger? 
No. Okay, so it sounds it's, German. It is. It's just it's it's you know how you buy sausage like Jimmy Dean sausage and it comes in that like cylinder that's clipped on the ends. Yeah. Okay, it's like that, but it's not sausage. It's liverwurst. Mm. And so you just Doesn't slice sound it, good. and it's mush. It's just mush, soft mush. I'm proud to say I've never tasted liverwurst. I don't even know what it smells like. Thing is, I I like I like liver, but I don't want it to be worsted. I don't want it to be mush. Yeah. Like I need it to be. I, if I eat chick, if I eat livers, it's chicken livers, and they're yeah. fried with a lot of ketchup. Or they're sautéed in a very deep gravy and served to me on like a crostini, so I have some texture. Yeah. But this is not that. This is literally just liverwurst, cold and mushy, and you slice it. Sounds like cat food. It's it's basically is. <laughs> You slice it, and he and I would watch him do it, and it was just so disgusting. He would slice it, put it on a piece of bread, four or five slices of, of this awful liverwurst, and then he'd put onions and a whole bunch of mustard. And that was what he was eating when I found him watching the same programs that I was watching at the same time. Who doesn't like showgirls with a good liverwurst <laughs> sandwich? And the, the brand name was Brunswager. I'll never forget it. But it was just, and you can still, I see it. I see the grocery store. It's, it's just an instant flashback of like, oh. Oh, showgirls. Showgirls. <laughs> but what, yeah, that what was. What was her name? Elizabeth. Hurley. No, no that's, that's that's the hot British girl that's the from hot British. from the one that only posts photos on Instagram when she's in her bikini. It looks great for her age. <sighs> she's like sixty. It's amazing. Her name was Elizabeth something. Mm. Berkeley. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. She uh yeah. Liverwurst. But yeah, that's that's that was, that was, that was his go to. So I, I actually, even though I was peckish, turned around and went right back upstairs. <laughs> I, to be to be clear, yeah. I didn't turn off. It would have been better if you would have just like leaned around the corner and said, Did you see that girl girl scene? <laughs> it's good. I'm a, can I have a bite of that sandwich? <laughs> can I borrow some of these Kleenex? I'm on round two myself. <laughs> How about you? You're like four times my age. So <laughs> I imagine you're like it's like three a night, right? <laughs> so bad, so bad. That that story he just tears the liverwurst sandwich. I was like, no, I'm still good for about four nights. <laughs> it's this, it's this right here, the liverwurst. Hey, wait till two thirty. It's about to get real. Might want to take a break at the three thirty mark because that's when the gay stuff comes on. <laughs> I mean, I sat and watched it one time. It ain't terrible, but you might not be into it now. When you get to my age, you're into just about anything. <laughs> But it was, uh, it it was it was a thing that doll room, for sure. It sounds nightmarish. It, it was, but I, I didn't have another option. Like my parents didn't have HBO and Showtime. Right? Are you kidding me? We yeah. had we were lucky to have basic cable. I think we had HBO. Maybe not like always, but I remember. Yeah, because y'all were like rich and shit. I remember having HBO for a while. It, you know, at certain ages. Mm. But never Showtime or Skinamax or anything like that. Yeah. I love the Skinamax free weekends. Even now. And that's the funny thing. It's like I get the, every like two or three months or so, I get the Skinamax free weekend. And I'll go and look and see like, what's softcore porn? And I remind myself like I have access to the most vile, yeah. real, like 
close-in yeah. shots. Yeah, like you can't even connect with I that. am one thumb click away <laughs> from shit that would make people just curdle. Just yeah. draw back. Yeah. You can't connect with the part of your brain that used to be... Oh, here we go, by the way. Used to have a, like, literally, like, have a switch flipped on when you would see the streaky porn. Like, that used to be like, oh, my God, it's yellow and neon green and streaky, but holy shit, porn. He must be doing her in the butt because he's fucking her from behind. Like, your brain can't even connect with that part of your past anymore. Nope. Because of the abundance and the availability. Sure. But it, it is a thing, like... Uh, I was watching Skinamax softcore porn thinking, this is so nice. This is quaint. <laughs> and remembering like, oh. <laughs> that's what that's what softcore porn is now. Bluebell ice cream. I remember that old scrambled porn sitting in my neighbor's bedroom. We never touched ourselves and stuff. That girl must be getting it in the butt. I've never seen so much pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's shaped like a heart and stuff. <laughs> Little disturbing, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Why is that guy wearing a gorilla suit? It's just like soft lighting. <laughs> I'm surrounded by some QVC dolls. <laughs> I was working on stand-up material the other day. I, I was like, that bluebell joking that we did forever ago is the perfect introduction because you can talk about how with that accent and the sound of nostalgia you just get the impression he's just a, an incredible racist the bluebell guy <laughs> i remember i rode country home <laughs> clean flesh hair and black people work in the fields <laughs> bluebell tastes just like when whites ran had our own fountains and don't even think about going in our bathrooms. <laughs> Shut your goddamn transgender <laughs> mouth. <laughs> You're not like us, so get to the back of the bus. <laughs> Have my ice cream, it's so tasty. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Uh, Kristen's favorite was, oh, the Bible tells me all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I won't use critical thinking. I'll just take the word of a 2,000-year-old book. Definitely not written by a god. Yo, here we go, by the way. Here we go. We're put here to test our faith. <laughs> yeah, this is the brain bug. I see that. And, and that's his brain sucker. Mm. And old Jeff... Is it? Is it yeah, Jeff? It's Jeff? Jeff from, from Saved by, Saved by the Bell. The Bell. He, he he tries to. I love it because you can't hear. Like he's talking shit to him. He's like one of one of my kind is gonna fuck you up. And it's like what? This is, oh oh. And then I love. It. So it's in his head. And then here come you see the brains getting sucked out. Mm. And then he just watches his face. Watch this right here. And this is. I love it. Why is the bug do that? Is the bug learning? Yeah, that's the, 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 the pretense here is that... That looks like an angry butthole. That's like a hemorrhoid butthole right there. Look at his face. just gets sucked out. His face looks like they do in The Ring. I never saw that movie. The Ring made me jump. I saw it in high school. It was startling. Never saw that. So he hadn't got enough brain yet, so he needs more. So now it's time for Denise Richards' brain to get sucked. He's got suck more brains in that big butthole. But, but she happened to have a knife, and she cut off the sucker there. Mm. So now he's pissed, right? So he's, you know, and here comes all the other worker bugs. So that's that. That was the the Jeff 
sucking brain scene. Dinosaurs were put here to test our faith. <laughs> My favorite one of the shut your goddamn transgender mouth. No more abortions for you. If it's got a heartbeat, you're due. <laughs> We're gonna need more soldiers at 18. We don't care about your kids or anything. Global warming's a conspiracy. <laughs> the bluebell. Oh, we, we should revisit old bluebell. Well, I was trying to like. Now I see Rick Schmidt. Hey, uh, we're not filming, right? <laughs> no, I got some bluebell. If y'all want to have a couple <laughs> scoops, I put uh, peanut M and M's. I got them tongue depressors, like what you eat in uh, grade school. <laughs> you want to eat your ice cream off a wooden stick? <laughs> Make you got spoons? No, no. For nostalgia? <laughs> I think it's nostalgic. I like it. That's Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> he, he only drinks milkshakes. <laughs> Cut to Rodney Tahoe eating ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's got like Edie's like yeah. good ice cream, you know? Yeah. I don't I, eat milkshake. <laughs> he quit years. I don't know how Tahoe did it. Just quit cold turkey. Like, nah. Cold son of a bitch. I never quit. <laughs> <laughs> we need to re- I think that's the thing. We need to revisit Rodney Tahoe. I think he's an interesting character. Rodney Tahoe is great. We gotta just we gotta make the movie. We gotta write it and make it. Oh God! We have to abandon the idea of getting Johnny Depp. He's never gonna. I mean, it's just not. The you Mick, that weird listen, Donald Trump. Movie the Mick, on Netflix. The Mick Schmear documentary. It, it's gonna be people. Like, I, I, the Mick Schmear I have in my head is not someone famous. I think, like I, I almost took. So I, I'm not a guy that can just take a picture of random strangers. I try. Yeah. But like, when Lynn Leah slaps the phone. And, well, that was one time. That wasn't a random stranger. That was. Can you Lex remember Luger. this thought? We need to. I just for the sake of editing, I need to. We need to stop and restart again. Right now. Yeah. Why? Because the the time we're running at, it's going to take forever to upload. What are we at? We're at an hour and a half in one of one chunk, and they're usually like. Well, save sex chunks. it. Save sex. Smeared strangers. Photos, yeah. What I was saying was, I I don't take. I can't. Like the place I work out, we've discussed it. Whether it's micro penises or the Asperger's guy that started mm. laughing at me, or the young black children, that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> the women that work out there are just incredible. Mm. And I was telling like the guy, Australian incredible. Yeah, I put them on that level. Okay, good. And I was telling some of the guys that some friends of mine, old neighbors, and guys I play golf with, I was like, I think half these chicks are Instagram models because the stuff they're it's all yoga pants, which is a is, which is a double-edged yeah. sword, but at this place, it's it just well one, naked. It's just one edge. Yeah. And there's like a, I went like back to back to back a few days, and it was just like I text them, guys, this is just getting better and better. It's like this, the scenery is just incredible. And one of them was like, "Pixar didn't happen," or "Pixar prove it." And I'm like, I'm not that. I'm not that guy. Yeah, it's, but you could selfie in a mirror and catch a reflection. But that makes me look like it because what am I? I'm fat. I'm like, what am I selfieing? There's nothing to... Anywho. Take your hair down. I'm just not that guy. But mm-hmm. I was at a... I don't remember where I was at. But I was like, that's Mick Schmear. I saw Mick Schmear. <laughs> and I was like, that's him. Because he was like... He was old and his beard was white. <clears throat> or like, kind of like that reddish white. Yeah. 
and his hair was kind of greasy and slick back, and he had a, a short-sleeved, uh, tartan-looking, like, shirt, mm. untucked. His jeans were dirty. Yeah. It was just perfect. Yeah. And, the, and in the pocket, he had the the cigarettes. I mean, it was just... Soft pack? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's Mick Schmear. Yeah. And I wanted so bad to, to take a picture, but, you know... It's not that guy. I couldn't do it. Yeah, we, we would just have to find people willing to be in it that are not necessarily known and just we'd have to cast and call Mick Schmear and Rodney Tahoe. Can you can you can you even imagine the joy of that day when the day comes and you're like, How many people do you have? We have ten people <laughs> that are that are uh, interested is, in being uh, Mick Schmear. This is Patrick Martin reading for the part of Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> Uh, hold on a second there, Rebecca. We said Val Kilmer type. <laughs> this guy looks like fucking Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. Give him a reading. Give him a reading. But um, yeah, that to think that we would be in a room with all the power <laughs> to say, yes, you are Rodney Tahoe. I feel like and I do believe Riff Raff, it, we could probably land Riff Raff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but he's not old enough. The guys that... We could age him. He could be young. Okay. So he could be like, you know, because we're doing a doc that's, you know, spanning many years. Yeah. So he could be young Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> also, it gives us an opportunity to hashtag Riff Raff, which yeah. I'm a big fan of. <laughs> so we could we, we have Riff Raff as young Rodney Tahoe. Yeah. And we have a young Mick Schmear. And then we move up, of course, to kudzu watering... Dog hates him, older schmear. I love the dog. <laughs> I know you do. It's that's a totally a you thing, and I love it. He's camera shy. <laughs> Looks over there, just getting his belly rubbed. <laughs> He's weird around new people. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut off camera, and like the dog is not weird around people. He must know something about this piece of shit. People are saying, "Why now? Why make a Mick Schmear documentary now? Why make a film now about a man who never won the belt?" Has no real claim to fame. Wasn't even that well known in, within the wrestling federation. They're talking about the movie. <laughs> That's what I thought about it too. So like the end scene where we say he's flying to Japan, mm-hmm. and it's like he booked the wrong flight and ended up in Australia, <laughs> and just found the. He was like, you know, pragmatist. I'll yeah. find the local wrestling bit in Perth or Queensland. Yeah, but he's not. He's not quite figured it out. So when he lands, he's like. So the sumo, <laughs> the sumo culture, how's that work? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What was that, mate? The sumo. The sumo. You have, I mean, the people that don't, the, you know, the people that don't, don't look like Not you. a visual medium, know, by the way. <laughs> don't look like you that live here, too. Yeah. You mean the aborigines? Is that the sumo? <laughs> That's when he finds out about the Aboriginal cage match yeah. where it's like yeah. the referee is an Aboriginal and you really don't want to win, no. which is preferable for, for Mick because he doesn't. No, he here's doesn't. what happens. He eventually figures out, I'm not in Japan, but then he sees just a gorgeous Australian bikini model walk by. He's like, I think I'll stay here. <laughs> Y'all got cools? Softback. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, I figure I'm less likely to get a rub and tug here, but the women are gorgeous. 
I figure I can look at them and rub and tug myself. <laughs> so it's a win-win. He gets arrested on some Australian beach. <laughs> For jerking <laughs> off. Looking, looking at college girls. Because in Mick Schmear's mind, if he's outside of America, there's like no rules. <laughs> I saw this documentary film once about this guy named Morton Joe. <laughs> Apparently he runs this area. I'm not on board with everything you do, but the idea of collecting all the hot young women for yourself, it's not a bad idea. And he had great hair. Love skin tags, but I have those too. Cool so. costume. The mutant kids was a cool touch. Got fucked over by that one arm bitch. He's the only guy who watched that movie who was pulling for a Joe the whole time. And it was the hair. He's like, the, he, look, look at that magnificent I, hair. I can see him being like that one other, uh, uh, you know how they had gang, I don't call them gangs, but like. Tribes. Tribe leaders. Yeah. The, the one of them had that massive foot, yeah, clearly the, gout. The people leader. He would be like, oh, I get it. I, I mean, gout's a real thing. <laughs> it's fucking miserable, too. Gas town, shit, you can just get gas? <laughs> you don't gotta pay for it or nothing? That's fucking ridiculous. He like turns to his son who hates him but agrees to go on this trip to Japan. He's like, why don't you stay here, buddy? His son comes in trying to salvage a relationship yeah. and get him home. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that woman? You see the ass on that? I'd bite that, then I'd eat it. And he or eat it and then bite it. By the way, I sent you that video. Mick Schmear definitely has a bumper sticker that says, I eat ass. I mean, it's yeah, not a doubt. Yeah, when yeah, I sent that video, that was 100% what I was saying was he that also, was Mick Schmear. It's a proprietary bumper sticker. He had them made because he also has T-shirts. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's what he chooses to fly. <laughs> He's going through security with a shirt at, at the Atlanta airport. With a, with a dirty tank top on that says I eat ass. With, a whole, with an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt on top of it. Do I need to take off my flip-flops or do we keep those on? Honestly, I feel like we should make the... We, we might... We, we, this might be a situation where we have to build yeah. a character from nothing. Yeah. And create shirts that say I eat ass dash McSchmear. <laughs> and of course it's going to be Schmear because no one's going to associate with Schmear. Right. And if they say... Who this shirt? Yeah, no, this is a Mick Schmear shirt. Mick Schmear? Yeah, no, you see the apostrophe? This is it's a famous ra- uh, wrestler from the eighties. We we just love him, and we create a character yeah. in real life yeah. where there is no real life character. Right. And so, like over time, people were like I don't know. I saw this guy at the airport, and he had this shirt that said, "I eat ass." So I walked up to him, and I was like, "What's this shirt?" And it had a quote on it from some guy named Mick Schmear. It was smelled Schmear. It's like word of mouth could just spread. Oh, yeah, if you wear the shirt, you have to be prepared to say it's pronounced Schmear. <laughs> we just make the shirt. I mean, Banks would wear it anyway because actually it's a it's a true thing. It's sure, a, sure. I ate ass dash Mick Schmear. Yeah. Apostrophe. If age doesn't matter, Banks could be Mick Schmear. He's too good looking. He's gonna. That's gonna be. He's gonna get a big head over that. Both Coincidentally, ways. Kristen, she she loves to send me Zillow listings for houses that she likes. Mm. She sent me one the other day, and it was angled siding, like mm. we talked about mm-hmm. the Schmear house. The Schmear house. And I just saw the the photo from the street view, and I said, "What is this, Mick Schmear's house?" <laughs> but I always click on them because she said, "I know you'll hate the outside, but the inside's beautiful." And she's not wrong; it was. It's been completely updated. The sure. outside's heinous, but the inside's gorgeous. Right. We get to the back porch. 
No. One table, <laughs> four chairs, no umbrella. It's like, this is mixed. Is there kudzu? Yeah. No kudzu. Oh. There's just an empty hole where the umbrella should be. It's like, that's where the cigarettes go. You just found Mick Schmear's house in Woodstock. It's, it's By the way, Woodstock, Swingers Capital. You know this, right? No, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, so Woodstock, for those who are listening and don't live in Georgia, i.e. Australia, Woodstock is uh, north of the city by about 45? Yeah. North of Atlanta by about 45 minutes. But it is known. Yeah, it is more of an hour. Because to get there, you got to go up 75, but then you got to branch off to 575. It is a well-known swinger haven. Well, now I know why Kristen's pushing me to move there. They have a code there. Pineapples. It's pineapples. Yeah. So if you see a house that has those pineapple land, like those cement pineapples that are, you know, because some people put like bulldogs, yeah, or whatever the fuck you want on your front stoop. Well, there's a neighborhood. They put pineapples. The other way that they do it is if they go to shop mm-hmm. at the local grocery store, they will go to the produce aisle first, get a whole pineapple, right. and put it in what where the child seat is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hi, yeah, I'm shopping. For food and for other partners. I feel like we should test this. Like, we should go to a Publix in Woodstock and just put a pineapple in a grocery cart and see what happens. Well, I think it'd be funnier if we went together. Because, <laughs> like, it's a swinger capital. Yeah. But is it how how much? Yeah, how far, like, how far does that yeah. swing apply? If it's like, wow, that those two fat guys, <laughs> one of them's got a great beard. The other one's got really nice hair, but a terrible beard. Just saying. It's a pretty bad beard. <laughs> That's a really bad beard. But anyways, the other guy, they both look decent, and they have a pineapple in their cart. Also, we should take one of our kids. One of us is going to have to fuck that dude. He's got a pineapple, and times have been kind of tough lately on the swinging game. Listen, Richard, I know you said no to guys, but look. <laughs> it's the last time we saw a pineapple grocery cart couple. With a kid. With a kid. <laughs> that means they're responsible. And they're adopting, not shopping. <laughs> oh, God. Well, but yeah, yeah, there's a neighborhood. In this actually, guy, D. Mick Wood. That's it, someone's name that's in the credits of Starship, <laughs> which makes total sense. Well, yeah, of course, the guy named D. Dot McWood yeah. is a part of the. D. McWood. D. McWood. Old D. McWood. Now, there's a neighborhood in that straddles Fulton County in Cherokee, so it sits on the Roswell Woodstock line called Fox Hall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know that place, yeah. It was famous for. Uh, the swingers. In fact, I had a friend in high school who once uh, hopped on the family computer and his mother had left uh, his, her and his stepfather's swingers profile page up on some sort of swingers website back in the early thousands. Whoa. Um, and there was a whole big thing about that neighborhood and pineapples on the front porch and it was a, it was a whole thing and he came to school and he was like, my fucking mom's a fucking swinger. She might <laughs> gross stepdad are fucking the neighbors. <laughs> so I saw their whole profile page. It's fucking gross. <laughs> so she could not give me any shit for smoking weed with you guys in the woods. Seriously, all that did was give him, he's bitching, yeah. but it just gave him an arsenal. Because well, like, yeah. we need to talk. We found out. We found your papers. Well, he's the we one found that your, me out. We found your, well, we found your, your, your weed. Yeah. And we need to talk about this. 
No, no, we don't. We don't need to talk <laughs> no, no, about this. You and Dave, <laughs> fucking Linda and Carl next door. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, uh, not only was that neighborhood known for the swingers within the neighborhood, there was also a house that got raided by the police for fucking prostitution. Really? Like somebody had turned, like some woman who I think her husband had passed away or they divorced and he moved out. She stayed there and she like became like a fucking neighborhood madam huh. and like ran hooahs out of her house. Really? All in the swingers neighborhood. Where was this? Fox Hall. This was Roswell? It straddles Fulton and Cherokee County. Like literally like that neighborhood could have kids in it that go to two, two different high schools, different schools yeah. because it straddled the line. Wow. And uh, What a great place to grow up. <laughs> well, because yeah, Foxhall had two entrances. One entrance was on the Roswell side of the line. The other was on the Cherokee County side. Because I knew kids from the Cherokee County side from when we lived there. And then I knew kids from the Roswell side when we moved. Mm. <clears throat> and, yeah, the whole neighborhood just... It's a kinky neighborhood. I'm thinking about moving in. <laughs> Mitch Mayer would love it. Mitch Mayer would love it. I chose to live... <laughs> I'm not married. I, was, I never wanted to get tied down, you know. Any single man is in his fifties. I just yeah. didn't want to get tied down. Get tied down yeah. you know? It's not because I couldn't find anybody. I didn't want to get tied down. But I chose to live here because I heard this pineapple rumor. And I can't confirm it yet, but I do know for a fact that eleven sixty nine is a straight up whorehead. How do you know that, Mick? Well, I may have. I've, I've visited. You know, me and Rodney Todd, we're, we're, we're enemies on the screen. But let's just say old Rodney came over not too long ago, and we put a few away and decided to take a stroll on down to 1169. And I want to say it was 83 the first time I did an Eiffel Tower with Rodney. And the man knows how to give it to a lady from behind. I'm going to tell you that. I'm more of the mouth guy when we do it. Needless to say... They got a girl that likes Eiffel Tower down there at the neighborhood whorehouse. 1169. And, uh, you know, me and, me and Rodney, we're, 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 it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> we hate each other, but we love Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and I don't always... Mick always wants to be in the lead, too. Yeah. Like, he wants to be behind. Yeah. But Rodney's, Rodney's, yeah. you know Mick, up front, bro. There's, like, every time Mick's... All right. And Rodney looks, hey, Mick, watch them teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Like, fuck you, Rodney Tahoe. Fuck you, Rodney. Watch those. Mick, watch it. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to butt. <laughs> Whoever she don't bite down. Yeah. And fucking Rodney Tahoe is like taunting Mick <laughs> to get his dick bit. Like, Mick, should I put it in her ass? She might bite down, Mick. <laughs> fuck you, Rodney Tahoe. I don't know why I ever agree to this. <laughs> it's always Rodney. It has to always be Rodney Tahoe. It can never be like me and Rodney. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. always like, well, me and Rodney Tahoe were down there in Griffin one time. I, I love the idea of them being in the same room together. Make it's Rodney King of the Ring. <laughs> I'm not going to say your whole goddamn name, you motherfucker. Not even your name. No, actually, it is. I, I had it changed a while back. Legally. Rodney <laughs> King of the Ring Tahoe. I still love the idea that, yeah, I had a King of the Ring when I got into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he gets like some kind of Rodney Tahoe would always get some kind of the one bit of revenue he still has coming in is like a little like late night bit where he does commercials for some local 
wedding or ring place, like a f- jewelry shit bag, like some <laughs> some fucking Afghani yeah, that like, like a, sells. If you once get good price, <laughs> come on and see Kaminsky type jeweler, yeah. like a jeweler that nobody shops at. <laughs> yeah, like no money down, buddy, no money down. Come on down to Kaminsky's Jewelers <laughs> and get your king of the ring. <laughs> you got sense. two ladies on the side. Just, yeah. They're not but, even. But they're then, not really pretty, but they're not like. And they're also keeping their distance. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Tahoe's musty. I yeah. want to put that out there. He's, yeah. he's just musty. He's got thick beard. <laughs> you cut a knife with it. Or a knife, you could cut it with a knife. The only thing that you can makes it Good. almost tolerable is like a nice... He, he, he still wears Giorgio Armani. Yeah. And tells people that, uh, you know, a whole case fell off a truck. <laughs> and it's lasted him for the last 22 years. Come on down and get your king in the ring today. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Rodney Tahoe, King of the Ring. Come on down to Kaminsky Jewelers. <laughs> hey, he gets like a few a few hundred bucks a week. Get your ring and be the king of your ring. <laughs> or your house. Can I take that again? He comes I like the fact that Schmier comes over to like drink. I don't know. They come he goes over to Rodney Tahoe's house. Yeah. And he's got, you know, Rodney Tahoe's trying to show out with his Kaminsky diamond money. And he's got like a nice little bar yeah. on the wall. And and Schmer's like, can I make a drink? Nothing top shelf, asshole. <laughs> and there's only two shelves, so it's like the top shelf vodka is absolute. It's not like it's yeah. like Grey Goose yeah. or Boyd and Blair. It's just absolute. And the bottom shelf is like the worst, yeah. like something lower than Mr. Boston's. Yeah. Hey, Mick, did you bring your dog? <laughs> <laughs> the dog loves Rodney Tahoe. <laughs> Fucking dog. Dog likes you, and I don't like that he likes you. Damn it! Like, <laughs> the dog comes over and just runs and jumps into Ronnie Tahoe's arms. Licks him on the face. <laughs> Ronnie Tahoe's got a baby carrier in his mouth, ready for him. <laughs> the dog loves Ronnie Tahoe. <laughs> he's like, oh. Ricky, Rick, what are you doing? Come here! Come here! We don't want you. Leave him alone. He, he calls the dog something other than his actual... He goes, I don't like that name. So I named him my own name. <laughs> Little King of the Ring. King of the Ring Jr. He likes that name. Rodney Tahoe Jr. <laughs> Mick hates it to call him that, but fuck it. I'll never forget, I was visiting my buddy Tim when he was tattooing at uh, Southern Star at Ooh. Five Points. And uh, one of the other tattoo artists had brought his dog in like that whole week because he was having something done to his house. So his dog had to come to work with him every day. And I came to visit Tim, and Tim said, You see the dog over here? His name's Toby Keith. Toby Keith. I was like, Really? And the fucking the dude that owned him was like, Tim, quit fucking telling people that my dog's name is Toby Keith. <laughs> and Tim pulled me aside. He's like, Best part about it is I've been calling him Toby Keith all week, and he's starting to respond oh, to me. <laughs> My dog's name. You want to see my dog? It's Toby Keith. Would you stop telling people my dog's name? That's exactly what. You see the dog? It's Toby Keith. <laughs> Tell, would you please stop telling people my dog's name is Toby Keith? Well, I actually. He's starting to uh, look at me. We, there's a, at work, there's a kind of a, a adopted cat that stumbled into our, uh, stumbled into our, our, our building and we've, we've just kind of made it our own. And everyone's got a, a name for it and it's got to, it's got to be a good name. You can't have a shit name, you know? And uh, I went to the office, and I was like, have we named this cat? And one of the girls says, I don't know, but it reminds me of a cat that I had named Greg. And I was like, you named a cat Greg? And she's like, yeah. She's like, it just worked. Because every time someone was like, 
the name's Greg. That doesn't make any sense. And she, I'd be like, she had a picture. She's like, this is the cat. And they're like, yeah, that's a fucking Greg. <laughs> it's just the picture of this cat. It just makes me laugh. It's not a great story, but it was just like, if you saw this cat, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, a Greg. That's a Greg. <laughs> I was never forget this dog. It was like a, like a pit. It was like a pit <laughs> blonde retriever mutt dog, you know. <laughs> And he's a very sweet dog, and I don't—I have no idea what his real name was because they're like, "That's Toby." <laughs> Such a good name for a dog. I know. It's like you know what I'm—I'm I'm half considering if I ever got another dog, just naming it Toby Keith. <laughs> and there's just a myriad. You just be like, "This is my dog. That's Mel Gibson." <laughs> uh, there's the cat, Chris Farley. She's nice. Bill Gibson's kind of an asshole. Your girl cat is named Chris Farley? Well, mm-hmm. Chris goes either way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's my uh, parrot <sighs> over there, Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my ferret, Alexander Daddario. I got a rat named Andy Kaufman. Oh, Andy Kaufman. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I love how this turned on to Schmidt. How does it not? How, how does it even take uh, that long to get to Schmare at this well, point? Yeah, well, we're just going to have to crowdfund the funding to make the Schmare documentary mm. Schmared. Schmared? <laughs> I think it needs a better name. I love Schmared, but I think it needs, like, it, it needs to be. Let's just call it King of the Ring. Well, because it, it can't be. Because this is Schmare centric. Yeah. But you don't, you can't have, because if you name it King of the Ring, yeah. Rodney Tahoe is going to be giving Mick too much shit for that. Sure. So it's, it's, I, I, I'm yeah. my thought on it as we're sitting here now is that it's something like, you know, because again, Schmer kind of funded this thing mm-hmm. with his as uh, dodgy tripping accident at the local QT. Right. So, you know, he has some element of control in the sense that he hired us, mm-hmm. right? And he wants something a little loftier, something more ridiculous, right? You know, something that sounds too. Too legitimate for what this film actually becomes. Sure. So that's like the thought. That's just my thought on it. Well, and to that point. But that makes it better because, I'm sorry, but that it's like, if you name it that, it has like, it gives it legitimacy. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the thing, you're like, what the fuck? To, this just came back into mind. If we are casting ourselves as the documentarians, it just reinforces the fact that we have to find a man in his late 50s. To play Mick Schmear. Mm-hmm. We can't go cast one of our buddies who's clearly our age. I don't know a Mick Schmear. <laughs> I don't either. So we're gonna have to I don't want to know Mick Schmear. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to know. I wish I knew somebody that looked like Mick Schmear, but I don't. If we could find a, an actor who never quite made it and just give him a, a white trash makeover. Mm. I don't even think. I think the Mick Schmear that we're inevitably going to be working with already looks like Mick Schmear. I don't think there's. I don't think we'll have to do much. Do you have zebra pants? <laughs> do I? <laughs> do you have a robe that's a, what, what do we call it? What did he call terry it? Cloth robe. Do you have a terry cloth robe? I have a few. I have a few. Do you want one with or without cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. I see you smoking pools. <laughs> Is that a softback? Is that a softback? <laughs> well, why would you buy a hardback? <laughs> Am I going to spend an extra dollar for cardboard? <laughs> It's a fucking. Ci- I'm buying it for the cigarettes, not for the packaging. Something tells me that too, though. Schmerer buys the soft pack, and then puts him in like his grandfather's hand-me-down cigarette case. It's not real gold; it's just yeah. kind of pewter. 
<laughs> but he thinks it's classy. Yeah. And he keeps that one. He keeps the soft pack in the row, but, but when he's out, yeah. he has an, an actual, like, Humphrey Bogart cigarette case. Just because <laughs> it makes him think it looks it, classy. But every time he closes it, he fucks one up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Damn it, I always... There's one on the end here. <laughs> Sorry, were you, were you talking to me? The one on the end here... I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> I see the... Salmon comes with the broccoli salad. <laughs> no, nah, never mind. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> it's still my favorite moment. From when he's a, I see the salmon comes with the broccoli salad. You know, never mind. I don't, I don't want to eat it. Chicken tenders. Does the salmon have the skin on it? You mean the scales? <laughs> yeah, the skin. The fish skin. <laughs> what is uh, all grunting? <laughs> Just hold that all extra grunting. How authentic. I love the idea of him like going on a trip to Italy. How authentic is Chef Boyardee? And you're a professional. And he's just asking like a 19-year-old who shines shoes at the airport. Not even anybody in the food industry. Uh, see, now we're talking about, I think any offshoot where we have Schmer going around the world and absorbing any type of culture has to come after yeah. It's like an offshoot. Yeah. It's kind of like the Carl Pilkington. I don't know if you're familiar with Carl Pilkington, but yeah. an idi- it's like an, idi- an idiot broad. Yeah. That's well, yeah, Schmer. Like, this is all like, like some Yeah. Well, it's like there was so much fascination. It was so successful mm-hmm. that, one, he loses control of the creative process, which mm-hmm. would actually be beautiful. Because then we can take and put Schmer in really great situations like that. Yeah. In, in your opinion. <laughs> Have you ever been to Ikea? I know y'all make the furniture over here. The Swedish meatballs there. Well, this is the one in Atlanta. I've had them. So far, the Swedish meatballs here in, in uh, Switzerland don't taste anything like them. So this, this is Switzerland, not Sweden. I like what you did there. Schmer abroad is something we can't touch yet. We got to focus I, on the original. Can I tell you something? The women here are amazing. <laughs> it's like it's still a wrestling show. It could be something where like we send Schmer this laughable, honestly lovable character. Mm. For some reason, he's lovable. No one really can describe why. Yeah. But he's a laughable lover that we send him out into the world to promote wrestling. Yep. And to examine wrestling as it's done. And then, of course, he would bump into, like, some African cultures where wrestling is, like, an abhorrently violent or something, and Schmer's just taken aback. <laughs> yeah, you see, like... No, man! No, you, do, you don't actually hit him! Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, he goes to, like, a like a deep jungle match with, like, spears involved. And someone gets speared through the heart, and he just looks at the camera, his eyes get huge. It's like, and he just mouths to the camera, we have to get them. <laughs> Sign up for this shit. <laughs> Mockumentary, my ass. We gotta go. <laughs> Y'all are not. I am not. Thirty thousand dollars a year does not justify this. <laughs> Thirty thousand dollars a year. It's just a lump payment, though. That's what they haven't told him. It's not a year. <laughs> Mick's idea is like, hey, man, I'm pulling 30 a year for the rest of my life. Um, Mick, it's just 30000 It's for the year. And it's an installments over the next five years. <laughs> and it's just for the film. <laughs> well, do I still get my cigarette per diem? <laughs> he would have that as a 
writer. And that's the other thing we need to work on, his contract. <laughs> the Mick Schmare contract. Yeah. What writers would be on there? Yeah. Uh, that's actually a whole other bit. What would he have on his writer? <laughs> so, I mean, listen. The, the listen, I'm going I'm to need the finest. So I need Seagram's Gin. <laughs> uh, M&M's. Yeah, original, not peanut. I don't like peanut. The rest of the world can have that shit. You know what, though? Them pretzel ones aren't bad. Yeah, I'll take... Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to need a cigarette per diem. <laughs> as a given. Hey, listen, menthol and regular, because believe it or not, sometimes I like a regular. Mick, have you heard of the Camel Crush? Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> I don't like the ma- magic cigarettes. First just... of all, the Arab nations. <laughs> I ain't down with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> a Marlboro, a cool, maybe Parliament light every now and then. Everyone loves a P Funk. I ain't touching them fucking camels. I would love to see and think just focus solely on Mick Schmear's writer. <laughs> what would he demand on a contract to make an appearance after the success of Schmeared? Yeah. Or Schmeared, which we won't we'll work on that. I'm gonna need a chub pack of <laughs> Smucker's Uncrustables. <laughs> Strawberry, strawberry, not grape. <laughs> the only way you can make that worse, strawberry. Also, uh, over here in Italy, is Fago a thing? <laughs> the the pineapple lime Fago. That's where I'm headed. Do they have Tabasco? I need I need Insane Clown Posse's last two <laughs> most recent item or album. I need a novelty sized bottle of Tabasco sauce, <laughs> and I also need a novelty sized can <laughs> of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Or SpaghettiOs. Either way, I don't care. Can you clarify that one? Well, the novelty-sized Tabasco is for the novelty-sized <laughs> Chef Boyardee. I put one into the other, and then I eat it at room I need uh, 12 MREs. Do you mean meals ready to eat? Like in the arm? Yep. Never can tell. And they also come with those little tiny Tabascos. Ooh, ooh, ooh. give me that Spaceman ice cream. <laughs> comes with the rectangles. <laughs> Neapolitan. Neapolitan. Every package. Can I get one? Give me four of them. <laughs> to watch his mind work, like I'm seeing yours work <laughs> yeah. right now, where he's like, oh, 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 oh. Like all the things Schmer's always wanted to try and or have available at all times. Never had caviar. <laughs> I want caviar. <laughs> and, and he hates it. <laughs> Immediately he hates gets, it. He gets, to the, he gets to the dressing room after the event's over, and it's on a spray. He's like, what the fuck was this black shit? <laughs> Um, that's the caviar. That's caviar. Fuck. Get that out of here. That fucking nasty. I thought it was whale eggs. I was expecting like a, you know, like goddamn Easter Bunny. It's like, it's like baby shit. Someone says, whale eggs, Mick? You're going to eat whale eggs? You honestly thought that? And then they just stop. Like, oh, whatever. We're on a we're on a world tour with Mick Schmear. <laughs> That's another aspect. Is like the people, the filming crew, the producers that are that that are questioning their lives, <laughs> as they're like, well, you know, I got a film degree from USC. Um, <laughs> I, I was doing some some light work with Christopher Nolan, and uh, I got a call. I got you know it was a little dry there for a while. Saw this documentary did really well. Didn't really watch it, but they told me it did really well on Netflix. <laughs> So they said they're going to do part two, where we're going to travel the world with this guy who was in the documentary. Apparently he's never had escargot in his yeah, life. Yeah, never had escargot, was ordered, 
fucking caviar and then expected <laughs> whale eggs. He says he's never had escargot, and then it cuts to a moment at like a, at a black tie event where you see the, the the director who's speaking hand him a cracker. He bites into it. What the fuck? You spit on that? No, that was a that was escargot, Mick. You said you wanted to try escargot. <laughs> No, fuck that, man. What you just gave me was a booger on a fucking cracker. Well, that's the guy. And now I'm in fucking uh, China with Mick Schmear. So even though I'm a accomplished director, <laughs> Mick, because of the escargot event, demoted me to sound, sound boom guy. Because in some strange reason, he still has some creative control over this. No, no, fuck you, you're out. You're not directing me, you're trying to make me eat snot, motherfucker. You pass baby shit off. You know who I am, right? Whale eggs. I am Mick fucking Schmear. For, for the next week, you hold the boom mic. And Dave is your job now. And he doesn't call it a boom mic. He, he wouldn't know the terminology. Hold that fluffy microphone. The big, the big fluffy thing on the stick, that's your job now. And Dave, you put the fluffy stick down, you do the camera shit now. Get someone get Dave a chair with Dave's name on it. Mick, that's not how this we're gonna get a chair. We'll get a chair with Dave's name on it. Everything everyone just kinda acquiesces. Will somebody get me some real fucking caviar, not that baby shit bullshit. I, if I don't have a cheer wine in my hands in the next wine, fifteen minutes. I'll settle for grapeo. <laughs> cheer wine or grapeo. That's cherry coke. I'll do a cherry coke. <laughs> Sugar free. Sugar free. Can't upset the diabetes. Doctor, if I have too much sugar, I might lose a foot. That'd be actually funny, too. We should stop. I could go all night with this. Like, you know, within the documentary, there's one visit to the doctor. Where the doc's like, you know, even the doctor's like, Mick. Like, just disgusted that this guy is his patient. Yeah, Mick's in the doctor's office smoking. He's he courteous. He opened a window. Yeah. He went to the window. <laughs> Look, I was trying to ash out the window, but someone blew back in. That's my bad. You want one? <laughs> I always have to ask. I'm not a dick or nothing. But yeah, the dogs. He's like, all right, Mick. Um, you gotta you gotta quit with the sugars. You you really need to quit everything, Mick. It's not good. Mickey, yeah. Do you know how many times we've, we've treated you for gonorrhea? I've lost count, Nick. I'm surprised you still have working reproductive organs. I haven't even, I mean, that's not even to mention the chlamydia. Oh. Well, Doc, you know, like I always say, if I'm going to catch them, I'm going to catch the ones that you can get rid of. You know. Well, I have bad news, Mick. Knock on wood, I haven't seen the herp yet. Or any of them other really scary ones, God forbid. <laughs> he goes the wrong way. He's like, crosses himself completely you, awkwardly. Then you just have a solo interview with the doctor, like, Mick Smear is truly a, a remarkable specimen. <laughs> Despite years of chain smoking, menthol cigarettes, his lungs are completely clean. That's good. Like, it just, it doesn't, it's frustrating as a doctor because. What about the diabetes? Is that legitimate? No, I truthfully, I just want him to stop drinking so much sugar because I think it might calm him down. <laughs> so there's no real scare with diabetes? No, none at all. But he it's, says he has diabetes. Yeah, we told him that. It's not working. It's not working. You know, the gonorrhea stuff, that's legitimate. <laughs> and the halitosis, but I'm not a dentist. 
He comes in. <laughs> also, my, my biggest pet peeve with Mr. Schmear, he's doing his, his what should be an annual prostate check up to 15 times a year. And even though we've told him that it's almost now just a blood test, he refutes that and says that's scientific nonsense. And then it comes to a Mick Schmear solo. I'm not going to lie, I kind of like it. Exactly. I figure, you know, it ain't gay if your doctor's doing it. It's not gay if your doctor's doing it. And he's just here to make sure I don't have the prostate ass cancer. And, I mean, you know, you, you go, you get a massage from a pretty lady, you roll over, you get a little bit of a boner, you can't help it. You go see your doctor, you get a finger in the ass, you get a little bit of a boner, you can't help it. <laughs> That's how I see it. He hasn't finished me off yet. <laughs> I'm one of these he cut back to the doctor. Yeah, I know he wants a hand job, but it's, <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's the doctor. He comes in 15 times a year for his for his prostate exam, and every time he gets off the table and I'm done, he has a extremely erect penis, and he shoots me this look, <laughs> and it's always clear. <laughs> for the amount of alcohol and tobacco in this man's system... <laughs> It's a nothing short of a scientific miracle. <laughs> He's still achieving erections. <laughs> the man, for being a man at the age of 58 with his lifestyle, it's truly remarkable in how good of health he's in. And, and frankly, it pisses me off. We've had we've lost many wonderful people in this doctor's office. <laughs> and Schmer walks in, and we all hate his ass. I would be nicer to him if he would just switch his status to organ donor. He, he sends me Christmas cards, and it's those type of Christmas cards where it's a long running text about what his year has been like. And I know he's done none of those things. And that's frustrating. Just the doctor's like having, it's like the doctor's session at a psychiatrist. Yeah, things that he's never that. said, and it just keeps going. And that's what I love about, last thing I'll say on it, that's what I love about the Schmer documentary, because what you'd find is that when you interview other subsidiary characters, all the people that hate Schmer, or don't maybe they don't hate him, but they're just flummoxed by this whole process of why we're doing this. Yeah, their interview would be so long, yeah. independently of everyone else, that we would just like you said those little cutaways mm-hmm. where you'd have like Rodney Top, I didn't quit, <laughs> or the doctor saying he always wants to be a jerk him off. It would just be <laughs> ongoing. It would all be any other documentary. You sit down, they do the interview. Yeah. You don't know as a viewer if the interview lasted 15 minutes or four hours, mm-hmm. but we would have so much material <laughs> that with, within any story, yeah. you'd be like, whether it was like his cleaning lady, yeah. Esmeralda, she'd have a, oh, he's not good. Yes. He does terrible things. You just cut I away. I sex with him <laughs> one time in 2004. <laughs> and ever since, he thinks we are married. <laughs> He invited me to his cousin's wedding. That was last year. I said no. I, I no go. He gave me chlamydia. <laughs> Even though we have sex the one time, he I have chlamydia because of Mr. Schmier. The Christmas tip is too good to leave. I have I had baby two years ago by my husband. And Mr. Schmer insists it is his, but we have not had sex since the first time 13 years ago. <laughs> he asked me to name him Mick Schmer Jr. <laughs> Mick Schmer Jr. Schmer. 
Jr. <laughs> Ever since he asked how little Schmer is doing. Which makes me both sad because though he thinks as his kid, he never wants to see him. <laughs> he has my husband's heart. <laughs> he called INS on my husband. <laughs> Uh, and oh, still never comes to see. Oh my God! Only man so <laughs> this No, no, super fan lady underwear wearing Burke loves Mick Schmear. So, uh, I it's at not, this point, fuck all. Listen, if you're listening, you ha you're listening to this, and you're saying you know you have an idea about Mick Schmear. Yeah. Rusty Balloon, not he. He texted us. He didn't yeah. email us, but he said, of course, Mick Schmear was it, lost his virginity to Creed, which yeah. doesn't really work. In the timeline that sure, we have Big Schmear sure. on, but he, he could walk out to Creed. He, yeah, <laughs> for, for a two-year period. Creed could be playing <laughs> really loud on his house system when we start the documentary. <laughs> what song would it be though? It can't. Wide open, and he's got like a really expensive Paul Reed Smith guitar <laughs> that he just like air guitar plays with. He doesn't know how to actually play it. Like, that's like a thousand dollar it's not stealing it's not stealing from your your UGA game day look but I'm I, I'm now picturing Mick Schmear and Elvis sunglasses yeah he could have Elvis sunglasses for sure yeah I think like a, a cheap pair of aviators with like rose tinted would be this very similar as well something yeah. ridiculous that he bought it what's that shitty store that we thought was so cool when we were kids in Panama City Allen's Island no yeah no Ron John. I never went to Ron John. What? We definitely went together. Never been to Ron John. Nah, you're lying. I haven't even been to a Ron John as an adult. Alvin's Island was the place with the alligators and all the shit. It was called Alan's Island? Alvin's Island. It was right next to Miracle Strip. It was like a cave. Yeah, I remember it was that. Alvin's Island. Okay. It was the right. There's like seven Alvin's Islands in Panama City. It's the one that looks like. I'm rocks. glad I didn't go with the, uh, the John Candy guarantee on this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm Wagons East positive. Yeah, you're Wagons East positive. This was, was Alvin Alvin's, Alvin's Island. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Always. Ron John's. You, since you have such a good memory of that, what was the name of the ice cream place we used to go get that homemade ice cream at? Do you remember that? That I couldn't tell you. It's gone now, I'm told. I, I was never a huge fan of that. Oh, of course you wouldn't be. It's good. I it doesn't. I didn't like it. It reminded me of our grandmother's homemade ice cream, which I didn't like either. If she had one redeeming quality, it was her ice cream. She made good things, but I just never liked homemade ice cream. It wasn't creamy enough. It was always icy. I oh, like I it. love that icy. I oh. didn't like the. I, I like thick, creamy ice cream, and the homemade stuff was always icy. Oh God, you're I wrong. Wasn't a huge fan. You're so wrong. I do remember there being a flavor at the homemade place that I didn't like. No, I didn't no? like the peach. I don't remember what it was, but I remember being somewhat fond of it in general. But homemade ice cream was just always icy to me. <clears> we there's a place in um. When we went for vacation on the San, near Santa Rosa, Blue Mountain Beach, <clears throat> famous for this ice cream place called Blue Mountain Creamery, and every night you walk down there, the line was fucking crazy. Mm. So after two or three nights of being like, nah, we went down, tried to get down there early, and we're like, okay, it's still crazy, but it's not nuts. So we stood in line for 30 minutes to get ice cream, which is fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid. Edie's is just as good as whatever we're about to eat in here. I promise you that. Yeah. Or Briars, for that matter. I love Briars. So we stand in line for 30 minutes, and we've been drinking all day. I had a big meal, so I was fine. Emily was still, the old sister was still riding the wave. She <laughs> was still pretty drunk. And she gets up, and they're like, what do you want? And she's like, I'll have the cotton candy, or bubble gum ice cream. Mm. 
you stood in line <laughs> for 30 minutes to order bubblegum ice cream. And when they gave her this, she took one bite. And, you know, when you're drunk, you just don't have any, like, discretion. She was like, she made this face with her tongue out. This is so bad. I stood in line and paid $4 for this. Like, was saying this. Outwardly, it's not even been paid for yet. Yeah, it seems and, like something Mick Schmear would do. Oh, you know, Mick Schmear, but goddamn disgusting. I don't want this. Holy shit! <laughs> don't buy the fucking bubble gum. Good God. <laughs> well, it is our least favorite, our least bought flavor, sir. We didn't order it for you. Shit, I'm going to Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Tastes like ass and bubble gum. And I like ass. <laughs> and bubble gum. <laughs> But not like this. This is bad. I like the thought that one day they run out of cools at his local gas station. So he just buys Marlboros and then buys a pack of like spearmint gum and does both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> Anyways, enough of Mick Schmerz. We should wrap it up. We're done. Yeah. W-F-U-C-K! He's getting deeper down the wormhole. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for whatever the theme music from Starship Troopers is. <laughs> Oscar winning column.